Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, friends. You're now listening to the Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports Show. You never knew was two of those things. I think we can all acknowledge that if this fails, you two will be fired and I will remain. <laughs> so, no pressure. Bo Bishop, a regional media icon. Winner of Emmys. Purveyor of the good life. Sir, you don't know that for a fact. I just said I'm it on the radio. Also, two guys this company named Employee of the Month. What are you talking about? Paul Hogan is Hulk Hogan's brother. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look sure it up. Because it's Hulk sure Hogan. Is. That's his real name. One guy is from Australia. The other one is from Tampa. And he's from Hollywood, brother. <laughs> the, not brothers. Chops. Yes, they are. This is Bishop and Friends. Hey, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. Bo and the boys with you for the next three of them. Paul Feinbaum coming up at 1033. Looking forward to having a little conversation with him about the Tennessee AG and some of these strong words down in there towards the NCAA. Um, Adam Jardy will join us. Our good buddy from the dispatch will join us at 1133. Your emails coming up at 10 o'clock as well. Um, so this this story broke last night, this, uh, this Jeff Halfley story going to the Green Bay Packers to be the defensive coordinator. And... Um, it's one of those ones when you go, boy, the timing of this. We talked this a little bit with Harbaugh, right, where he waited so long to go to the NFL that there's really no option for the players that are left at Michigan if they wanted to transfer out. So, yeah, Sharon Moore is a perfect candidate in terms of let's keep the band together as best we can, but also there's really nowhere they can go because – Oddly, ironically, they are still tied to some sort of academic calendar. And so th- there's really no spot for those Michigan players to go other than the ones who are not yet enrolled. And I think they had 15 or 16 who were committed but not yet enrolled, weren't in enro- early enrollees. So those kids can be poached. But in-, in terms of everybody else on the roster, it's very difficult. So this takes that to another level. So this news came out yesterday. Today's the 1st of February. Happy February to all of you. And you you get this news that Halfley's going to the NFL. He's going to go to the Packers. He's going to be a defensive coordinator. So the first thing that jumps out to me on this is that will be a substantial pay cut. Hugely pay cut. Um, he has, I, I, I'm sure there's public record. I know Boston College private university. I assume that there's some record of what he was making as the Boston College head coach. I would assume it would be somewhere around 4 million. That that's kind of feels like the going rate for middle of the pack power five. He was a hot candidate when he was here as the defensive coordinator. And, and you could make an argument that as coordinators go, he was as good as any you've had here. He wasn't here long, just a year, right? But he was a stud when he was here, and you knew he was a comer on the coaching circle uh, circuit. Go ahead, Chops. Do you, you have a salary at Boston College? Yeah, the this Packers article listed just under $4 million per year for fiscal year 2022. It was listed at three, basically just $3,057,985, so somewhere between 3 and $4 million. So coordinators at the NFL level are usually around one is the deal there. So it's a substantial pay cut to to go from being a college head coach to being an NFL coordinator. Um, mixed results, 22 and 26 in four seasons in Boston College, uh, but they were bowl eligible in three of his four years there, um, and, and that is a win at a place like that. Um, 
the the part that I find interesting though was there were several, and including friends of the program. Brandon Marcello wrote wrote something about this yesterday. Uh, I saw Herbie. Uh, talking about this as well. And basically the sentiment from people around the sport is, well, get used to it. This is just the beginning. And the reason for that is, is that coaches are fed up with NIL and what has happened in the sport of college football. Um, this is the most extreme example of actually doing something about it, taking a pay cut to get out of the world entirely. And it's possible Halfley's playing the long game, right? Like if he's good next year as a defensive coordinator with the Packers, he's got a brilliant staff and he could be an NFL head coach in a couple of years if, if that's indeed what he wants. I do not doubt at all. In fact, I'm certain that there are plenty of college football coaches right now who are fed up who are done with this. Um, one of the things in the Marcelo piece talked about an ACC coach, and I, it's, it was anonymous, so who knows who it is, but he kind of he rushed the story a little bit because of what happened with Halfley and the timeliness of it. One of the pieces in there was, you know, they had a kid who came to them and said, I need this amount of money to play here because this is what I'm being offered here. And the coach had knew somebody on the other staff and, and called them and said, are you offering this kid this? And the other staff said, we don't even know who that is. No. That is, we're not offering that. So there is no guidelines in any of this. the The crazy thing to me, of course, is that everybody is complicit, including the coaches. They all got fat and happy and wealthy on this sport for years, getting more and more as the years stack. And and then watch as the court cases would hit one after another, and watch how these state legislatures would make laws one after another, and sat back and did nothing. This is the just rewards for what you did. And so it can be both that I'm sure they are incredibly frustrated and also that they are complicit, including Halfley or anybody else who's coaching in Power 5, in the situation that you're in right now. And it would be very simple if you really wanted to do, to have real change. It would be very simple to walk into your president's office, walk into your athletic director's office, get a meeting with the conference commissioner and say, let's grab this sport back. And as we've said only a billion times, the only real path for that, and Herbie finally alluded to it, is revenue sharing. We've been talking about revenue sharing for five years on this show. That is the only way to corral it. Everybody knows it. It's they've been say Saban's been talking about it, Harbaugh. Everyone's been talking about it forever. It was never about this big magnanimous play from Harbaugh or Saban of like, oh, we want to share the wealth with the players. It was about control. They don't have control of the sport anymore. And so you will see more things like this, but also acknowledge Halfley or anybody else who steps out of college football and goes on to the pros understand that you're complicit in it. And in the case of Halfley, it's going to take a pay cut of, I would assume around three times less than what he was making to be able to do it. It's a weird situation because I don't think that college football is in the same vicinity of what has happened to men's college basketball, where the regular season is so diluted now with the one and done yeah. and transfer portal and teams completely flipping over and guys leaving because they want to go to the NBA or guys never even going to college now because they can go play a year in the G league and then go to the NBA. I don't think college football is at a player position with that. And I, the, the results on the field don't look like they've diminished. If anything, transfer portal has actually created better results on field with what we've no seen question. from quarterback play and being more spread out throughout the country. Um, but yes, the the coach is leaving. That could dilute it eventually. Um, I think there's some false equivalencies in the way people are reporting it here because definitely yeah. coaches are 
are upset about this and they're stressed out and they're pulling their hair and maybe some of them do want out. I don't think that's the reason Harbaugh wanted out. I think Harbaugh wanted to go back to the NFL. He made that clear for years and years. Jeff Halfley also has a lot of roots in the NFL. So it makes sense that he was able to make that jump because when people say that, it's like there's only so many jobs in the NFL and I don't think head coaches are going to go take position jobs in the NFL and take that steep of a pay cut. But you're right. The the route for defensive coordinator to head coach seems pretty good, especially if you look at this hiring cycle a week later after yeah. we were like, hey, people are all going offense. Actually, no, a lot of them are going defense right now. So, okay, I get that from Halfley. I do think also this, this happens when these sports mix. People who cover the NFL mostly try to write stuff about college because I saw <laughs> this in the ESPN article, and this is definitely a false equivalency. They're like, Three co- three head coaches in college football this year took coordinator jobs on their own accord, and they listed Halfley, who went to the NFL, and then they listed the, the Womack guy leaving South Alabama and the linguist guy leaving Buffalo to go be coordinators oh, at Bama, Stop and I'm it. like, Stop that it. is not the same thing at all. We cannot Stop report it. this as if it's the same thing. So, yes, it is something that is a possibility to happen, but I don't think there's as many landing spots in the NFL for these college coaches as people might think, and like you said, you guys did this, like, and you guys can yeah. help solve it, too. So if you have such a problem with it, well, let's sit down and actually do it instead of just clamoring to Congress to figure it out. Also, from the, the Boston College side of this, are we sure this wasn't a, hey, pack your box and find a spot? They did a lot of heavy lifting with, like, he made three of four bowl games and stuff. Yeah. 2022 was a really bad year for that team. And they were better. Was bad. They are better in 23, but n- not by a yeah. ton. I mean, it can be both. It can be both that he's like, man, I can't win here the way I thought I could. Um, and that's a tough job, man. I mean, there are that job, Syracuse, some of those jobs that got away, you know, 20, 30 years ago with being, you know, having decent alumni base, good alumni money, could build nice facilities, um, had great academics. You, you could get away with it. But anymore, I, I don't know that there's any, I mean, how the hell you recruit that? How do you recruit Boston College to the and I I mean we always view everything through the Ohio State prism like go win a national championship like that's not their goal like they just want to play in bowls right so like they have a very different view of it I, I would imagine twenty two and twenty six bowl games three out of the four years I would imagine that's more than enough to make them very happy on Chestnut Hill I would think I wonder too if because of the way bowl games have been diluted if bowl eligibility is seen as a stepping stone to maybe getting to something else for some programs and not like the idea of like the ultimate goal because it used to be, Hey, you can get to bowl eligibility. That's good enough. I would still think Boston college would be in that realm, but I just wonder what the bowl system changing so much and how inundated we've been with so many bowls that it's basically, if you can get to five wins, you can basically get there, but if you get to six wins, bowl eligibility is not, it's no longer eligibility. You're going to a bowl game. You're going to get to six wins. So is it, is it even that special? And does it say anything about your team anymore? There's one other thing about this from the Halfley perspective. I mean, we didn't hear from him on any of these coaching searches. So it's not like he no, his name never mix. came up. His name never came up. Like he went from here, hottest coordinator in the country, to head coach at Boston, one of the hottest coordinators in the country. He was amazing here, to Boston College, and he almost just evaporated. Yeah. Like he was just on the fringes of the sport. And so, like, they've, there's been lots of job openings that have come up in the last three years at places that logistically would make sense to go from Boston College to them, and his name was not mentioned in any of them. So it's possible that he saw the writing of the wall there and said, if I want to be in a big-time place or if I want to get back into the NFL and just coach football, this is not the path for me, and I could be here for a decade 
and never get to the point where I want to. So this isn't it. They used it as a gateway into the bigger conversation. It was used last night as a, as a gateway into Mm -hmm. a bigger conversation of like, Oh, it's coming. I don't necessarily think this is that at all. Um, and I, I do, I will give him this credit though to take a pay cut that substantial. And it has to be, I mean, there's no NFL coordinators don't make 3 million. They don't. So, especially coming straight from college, there's no chance. So like the notion that he took a big pay cut to do this, playing a long game is probably the more accurate part of it. Will there be more of this? Um, we will get into that coming up next. And my God, if, if not for bad luck, no luck at all. We'll explain coming up next. Fishman friends right here on the fan. Your home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew. And our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With friends like these, who needs former college football players? This is Bishop and Friends. Ed, gear up with the Typico Sportsbook. Get in on the betting action with playoff football, hoops, hockey, so much more. Golf is a lot of fun. Speaking of golf, we'll get some news on that front a little bit later. Um, take advantage of the massive odds boosts on your favorite teams and players for the biggest payouts. Try out the new Flex Parlay. Cash it on your bets, even if you miss a leg or two of that parlay. Claim the new sign-up bonus now. Get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Sign up now and enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get a $100 bonus. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions do apply on that gambling problem, of course. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for more. Um, here's the thing that I think the biggest difference that's going to, it's going to be lifestyle. Halfley is not somebody that's, that to me allows for you to rethink, oh my gosh, this is going to lead to mass chaos. Um, the, the one of that will happen if, if somebody like Steve Sarkeesian, um, or Ryan Day, uh, or Lincoln Riley, somebody at the top of the sport making, you know, eight figures, those type of people taking less maybe half less to go to the NFL right now. It is so worth it for them to stay where they're at and deal with all of this. It's so worth it. Um, there, none of those guys would be $11 million a year guys, $12 million a year guys in the NFL. Harbaugh would be because he leveraged it and he's going to make 16 a year with the, with the Chargers. So he leveraged it perfectly, but he also had the NFL track record. They've, he's, Coach the team to the Super Bowl. By the way, I got the notification. Um, there are some things Facebook is still useful for. Um, I, I had 10 years ago today, 10 years ago yesterday, I was uh, eating dinner at Koshan in New Orleans in advance of that Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Ravens, which is the Harbaugh Harbaugh Super Bowl. So you went um, to New Orleans two, up. two months in a row? Because you were just at the uh, Sugar Bowl? Yes. No, was that, no, no. That was, I was, that was the next year in the Sugar Ch- Bowl in 15. Chopper. But I was there... Um, I was there in the Sugar Bowl. It's six times in like two, three years. I was there for the one that didn't happen. The the final four. (laughs) Okay. The, the final four when, uh, when Kraft and those guys made it, Sullinger's sophomore year, they lost to Kansas in the final four. Okay. So I was there for that. I was there for the Super Bowl. I was there for the Sugar Bowl against Arkansas, the Sugar Bowl against, yeah, the Sugar Bowl national championship. It's LSU. Uh, then the Sugar Bowl against Alabama, um, all in a, Three year period. 
Yeah, that's four a year lot. period. It was a lot. I always tell I spent more time in New Orleans other than places I've lived in my life because I've been to I was at another Super Bowl there and I was at two Sugar Bowls there when I was in the South. So I've spent spent more time in New Orleans than any city I haven't lived in in the country. It's not close. I mean, I've probably spent seventy days of my life in New Orleans. And you've taken, crazy. yeah, like six separate trips there too. Yeah. It's not been oh. like long stays for whatever no, reason. No, no, no. No, but it's been, some of them has been like in those days with Channel 10, we'd go for two weeks. Jeez. And just stay in it. We'd go the day after, we'd go the day after Christmas. We'd, it's, as long as the team was there, we were there. Now it's it crazy. explains why you have such strong opinions about it. It's nice to visit for like three days. It's two, it's two nights and you got to get out. It gets long, uh, after that. But I think until, until you get somebody at the top of the sport bailing on it, then that's an attention getter. And I think one of the things that people realize, and I think it was probably best articulated by um, some of the misconception, the complete misconception Urban Meyer had in terms of what the NFL was. He had that great quote, well, it's just about football here. It's like, yeah, that's it. That yeah. there the rest of it doesn't. And like, you didn't know that when you took the job? <laughs> you don't got to recruit. You're not doing strength programs. You're not doing mat drills. You're not doing any of that stuff. Like they're here. They're in the facility from uh, the end of July until the season is over. They come back for uh, like two weeks at mandatory mini camp. Um, some of them are there for involuntary, but mandatory mini camp for two weeks. And that's it. The rest of the time they're gone. They're vaporized. So that is attractive. I mean, I think of threes all the time with this. Like he go coach linebackers in the NFL. He's the all-time leading tackler of the Rams. Like he go coach. Does he want to? Do you want to be recruiting and doing this stuff constantly? Um, I know that he does because I know his love for university. But just from the standpoint of like anybody who has those type of connections, want to grind like that? That the grind that it takes if you have options, hard to imagine. No, it is. And, you know, you trade off. There's a little more volatility. If you're one of those top guys in college football, there's definitely more volatility in the NFL as far as like holding on to a job and does the, the yes. staff that you attach yourself to or you even being a head coach. If somehow you made that jump and somebody wanted to take a chance on a college coach again, the chances of you being there for eight years are much, much higher at a college football stop. So there there are factors to, to weigh there for all those guys. It's. I'm just not ready to jump to the Halfley thing being, of course, all the coaches are frustrated because like you said, they want the control and they've told reporters yeah. that, but until we see those bigger names that you listed jump, I'm not too worried about it. And again, even if you open it up to that, there's still only so many jobs and there's NFL guys who still fill all those roles. I and mean, we've right. seen the hiring cycle go there. So it's not even down to there's 32 head coaching jobs and there's 64 coordinator jobs. That's almost a hundred jobs. And it's like, yeah, but how many of them are actually available and going to be interviewing college guys anyways? You know, I'm still worried about that. I'll take $2 million to coach Boston <laughs> college. <laughs> You'd crush it. Can you imagine? Just press conference tomorrow. Yeah. We got a big presser, Eric Reeser, being hired. That's um, fine. I'll take they, the they money go, if you don't want to do it. I think you'd crush it. I just love your – I think your presser would be great. And if I saw the presser. Just win that presser in Boston. And Bob only, Ryan would be sitting in the my front My buyout row. would be half. That's <laughs> all I'd you're, want. Bob I'd Ryan and yeah, Dan the, Shaughnessy uh, in the press conference. At, now, uh, sir, what is your – they'd be so warm and cuddly for you, Reese. With your credentials. I'd love it. What is your offensive philosophy? What are you bringing? Well, you got to score points, especially in this day and age. You got to score a lot of points in major college football. And uh, honestly, you got to have players that can do that. Hit them with a little switcheroo. We will go get those players that can do that point scoring. We're not going to be good here. 
we're going to be great. And boom, hit them with that sh- to end it. You show up in a in a Flutie jersey at the press. Oh, I'd play all the hits. Play the hits. Doug yeah. Flutie would be my offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I um, we we didn't. You mentioned it in the in the update, and we've delayed it. Really, Fantilli. Really, I, when we had Porty on yesterday, and he he at one point he said something to the effect of. You hope that it's not more serious than it seems. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he even said, like, not an Achilles. And I went, wait a second. That's in play? That's an Achilles is in what the hell happened here? How I mean, I know that there was a laceration, there was a skate. We talked to Jody about like the cutlass uh underwear that they or the uh yeah, that's it, the, mm-hmm. the cutlass cut cutlass underwear that they wear underneath that prevents these type of things, and he doesn't know if he was wearing it or not. And I'm like, wait a second. Are you telling me that this could be like serious? Turns out, yeah. Eight weeks. What's worse, a torn God calf almighty. muscle or a lacerated calf muscle? I have no all idea suck. which one would be. It worse. all sucks, but. and it's like we did a Dom and I did a piece. This is long. This is like oh seven oh eight. Dommy did it, and it was like because they built the arena at the old prison site, yeah, and that the franchise was cursed, and like we brought. He went and got like a like a one of the voodoo ladies or something, and had her like try to reverse the curse on it. Like with like the, I mean, the it's burning real. like sage and yeah. stuff. Like. Yeah, like trying to burn, <laughs> trying to re- get rid of the curse. Gonna My God, like again. It, as if this season hasn't been pure crap enough, and now like the one thing that was they have a couple of things that are bright spots, but like this thing's been brutal all year, and all of a sudden he's done for eight weeks. So now you don't even get to watch him. You know, I mean, a- that's it. That takes you all the way through March. A fun fact about the uh, being built, you know, the arena district on that old prison site. If you look at the AEP building, it like has its elevator shafts and it's like all concrete up one side of the building. And that's because yeah. they didn't prioritize windows because when they built it, it would have been a view of the prison. And it's really unfortunate because now it's a view of a great little downtown arena district area. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never knew that. That's wild. I just feel bad for I mean, just what if, if, if not for bad luck, no luck. It's kind of that simple for them. They just, they just can't, they cannot catch a break in, in any way. Some of it's self-inflicted. This obviously isn't. This is just random, random nonsense. Yeah, just um, a random injury that you don't really see often. And all of a sudden, no, oh, just your star rookie. He's out for eight weeks. No, like the one, like one of the three things that you, that would allow you to have fun and watch this team despite the losing. And now that's gone for eight weeks. And that basically it's, gets it's you, that's like end of the that's year. The, that's so, the whole season. Yeah, I, I just, a, that's all the way through March. There's a couple of weeks in April then, and then it's over. Yeah. And at that point, like what, you know, what's the point? Is he going to go through a rehab to rush back and play for two weeks? It's awful. No, Absolutely awful. Yeah, it sucks. Um, all right. Uh, Brad Crawford, our buddy with uh, an interesting piece on the coaches on the hottest seats in college football heading into spring and heading into next season. We will get into that coming up next. Bishop and friends right here on the fan. News, opinions, and insight all before breakfast. Rise and shine with morning juice. Weekdays starting at six. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's up? What's up, man? What's up, you? All right, here's what's up on a Thursday edition. 
Chops, I think you had this stat earlier in the week about uh, from our buddy. I don't know if you may have had it on your own, but Brad Crawford had it too. Um, this notion of only three active coaches mm-hmm. who have won national championships being Mac Brown and Dabo and Kirby. Uh, those three guys are the three guys um, who have done it, and everybody else has not. And it's probably the first time in a long time in the sport where there's been so few national championship coaches. Remember, we lost Dabo, or I'm sorry, we lost Jimbo, we lost Saban this year, um, Urban in recent years, and so there's been these guys who have won it, who have who have stepped down, Bob Stoops, among others, um, and, and they have moved on. And so you have now this new crop of coaches who are chasing their first national championships. When you when you think about the the guys who have won it previously, really only Kirby has a team that is a contender in 2024. And I would say, what do we have futures on Tipico yet on on college football national championship for next season? I would assume Ohio State and Georgia are one two in some order. Probably Georgia one would be my guess, but um, I, I would imagine that's one two when you think about the futures Correct. game. Yeah. Yes. So mm. does it go? What are the odds on those two? You go, Reese. You've got it, too. Plus 320 for the Bulldogs, plus 500 for the Buckeyes. And you've got Longhorns at 750, Alabama at 1100, Michigan at 1200. (sighs) Who's throwing their money at Michigan? LSU and Oregon have similar odds. Ole Miss, 1500. Clemson, plus 2000 with Florida State. Penn State's plus 2,500 if you've got a couple of dollars you'd like to throw at James Franklin blowing it midseason. He's got to win one game that matters, let alone four. Plus 1,200 seems like nice odds, but yeah, those three, Michigan, LSU, and Oregon at it, Michigan is the one I am not going to put money on for that. I like the Oregon one. Yeah, I I could see that. I could see that coming home to roost at a a decent odd play there. Um, But there, there are a lot of guys now who are going to have shots uh, because Kirby is there and Georgia will be there and they are the favorite. They're the betting favorite at this time. Everybody else is going to be new. I, I see no scenario where Dabo gets back to the mountaintop at Clemson, not only now, but, but really anytime soon. His, his choices over the next few years and what happens to that program are going to be fascinating because they're not like Florida State where they're suing the ACC and the ACC suing them. Like they're just kind of, it feels like they're kind of just sitting back and waiting. And he seems completely content. To not get into NIL, to not, I'm sure they NIL the guys once they get there, but he's not portaling. Um, he's, he's not doing those things and his roster just isn't what it used to be by a damn stretch. Um, everybody else on this list is playing the game and no one is playing it better than Ohio State and Ryan Day at the moment. In fact, Crawford writing on 24-7 sports that Ryan Day will be the next first time head coach to win a national championship. That's, that's not a reinventing the wheel statement. I mean, this roster is absolutely loaded. And if Will Howard is what they think he is, it's hard to imagine a scenario where they, where they aren't in the mix. But with a 12 team playoff, none of us know what that's going to look like. We, it, we haven't, I don't even know if anyone, including guys inside of programs have thought about what's coming and it's, what December will look like. I think it's weird because I think we've spent, you know, and I, I guess we're guilty of this because it feels like we've done this. We spent most of the time talking about, wow, the 12 team playoff is going to open it up for these teams to make it. You know, looking at top 25s, we're talking about teams going into next year. The threshold to make the playoff is going to be much lower, but to win the championship is actually getting higher with it too, because you are going to have to win minimum three games in a row against this quality level of teams, especially if you get the bye, you don't even get some of those teams that might sneak in at the back end who would lose in the first round. You're going to get the real like top eight in the country. And you would have to play three straight top eight games. What's that going to do to a team? And that's why it feels like, 
I do think there will be upsets that'll be really interesting, and people will be like, "Oh, that that was I can't believe that this team beat this team, and that they're they they're not in the the tournament anymore." But for the most part, it will probably work out to what people have mostly conjectured that it's going to be the teams that we circled at the beginning of the year that are going to win it because that stretch at the end of the year when you're talking rivalry game, conference title game, then four or three playoff games to win the national championship, you're going to need a roster like Ohio State or Georgia because a lot of those guys are going to have to play because people are going to get beat up during that time. I just it, I just find it funny. like We're expanding to 12 teams, and these odds probably look similar to how they looked last year and the yeah. year before and the year before. Let me ask you guys a question. If you had your druthers, would you rather lose your rivalry game, not have to play in a conference championship game, be the five or six seed and play a 12 or 11 and have that route through the playoff, or win your rivalry game? Have Let's take this from the Ohio State perspective, and I know the answer here is beat Michigan at all costs. I get it. But beat Michigan, play Oregon for a second time, Get a buy, and then wait on it. So it's like, where do you want your? It feels yeah. like you play less quality teams. You'd have a potential to play less quality teams if you don't play for the conference championship. Because if you're in a situation like Ohio State, where in Michi- the new Big Ten, yeah, where Michigan is at that level, that is college football playoff contender, and I'm still going to put them in that list right now. I'm not. I don't think yeah. there's going to be just as it's possible, but whatever. Then you'd have to play another contender in the Big Ten title game, and then at least three games against those. Whereas, yeah, what you said, if you get, if you can like lock in the twelfth seed, well, then instead of playing a Big Ten title game, you might be playing Tulane for a chance to get to that next round. Yeah, if you're the five and you're playing a, you know, I don't even know if they're going to call it the group of five or but whatever it is, the you know those teams, and all of a sudden you're playing a twelve that's, you know, like it's Tulane or Coastal Carolina or Boise State or somebody like that, and now all of a sudden you get a bye. You kind of get a second buy, and then you got to now. Then you still have to play the three games, but that seems like an easier path than going beat your rival, win the Big Ten, buy. I think I'd, I think I'd rather have it be a way. Big Ten team get the Buckeyes and not lose to Michigan. No, no, anymore. I get it. That's the hard part about it. But you're right. From like a win the national championship standpoint, there is a decent argument that getting being the fifth seed and not having to play your conference title game is an easier route to the title. It's good that you're asking it uh, in the city that you are asking it in and in the time that you're asking it, considering there have been three straight losses oh, yeah. to the rival. Yeah. So with that being said, no. you gotta No, beat not the, here. got to beat the rival. I don't think it matters here. I think Chops' point of like, you, so you lose to Oregon early and then somehow you lose out on tiebreakers yeah. to, to get to play for the Big Ten Championship. Like somehow Penn State is a tiebreaker. I don't know how that or would maybe, work. Or maybe it could be Washington. Washington goes undefeated in Big yeah. Ten play so too. Yeah, so like Washington that. and Oregon, you know, they play for the Big Ten Championship and you're on the outside looking in and your losses to Oregon earlier in the year and you end up, you're like fifth in the country. That path seems easier than going Michigan, Oregon, by and then three straight. And that brings up a question because we hinged it on the rivalry first, the first way you phrase it, and that made us, yeah. uh, uh, but do we care that much about putting up a Big Ten championship banner if we can instead put up a national championship no. banner in an easier route? No, the answer to that very simply is no, because if you beat Georgia two years ago, you win the national championship, and quite honestly, this is blasphemous, I know, but no one's going to remember you lost to Michigan if you win the national title. Nobody's going to remember that but you didn't true. win a Big Ten in those years either. No, no one's going to remember that. You're going to hang a banner, man, and that's it. 
I mean, remember Jalen? Uh, remember Jalen Hurts wearing the Auburn jersey because Auburn got him in the Iron Bowl, but he won the national title. Yeah, and he put on the backpack with the trophy yeah. in it. And in like, it. I'm fine. I'm good. Everything worked out just fine for me. And then three um, weeks later, he was at Oklahoma. <laughs> there is so in terms of the guys who haven't won it yet. Obviously, RD and then Sark, DeBoer is at Alabama, and I think that they will be ultra aggressive in the spring. I think they will replenish that roster in a big way. Um, and then Dan Lanning at Oregon, all of those guys would be kind of the headliner guys of we got next. I on, wonder on this thing. Do you think there's any chance DeBoer goes out there and, you know, I think Ohio State is in this realm for maybe somebody like Julian Sain, possibly? Do you think they go out and get guys who left and say, hey, why don't you come back? Doesn't look as good over there, does it? Let's come back do- to Bama. I don't think I don't there's know. any rule Can, against it. I suppose. I I don't know if there is or not. I mean, I start to go Pepe Silvia when I think about what you can do and can't do on that front. Um, I, I would assume they would go for like Air Nolan though, or anybody. Yeah, maybe go they go for that direction. Saiyan, yeah, even if you couldn't get Saiyan, you would go get the other guys that were of his level. You'd be in high speed pursuit. I'm sure he they would go after they'll go after guys on our roster. Won't they go after Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate? And I'm sure they tried to get all those cats. Right. I mean, this is the world we live in. Well, and as we so know, because do it because like you had that story in the first segment about like somebody on Boston College told Jeff Halfley that he was yeah. offered this and they talked to the coaches. Now, we haven't we haven't done that. But the point remains that these players have contacts before they're in the transfer portal because they were being yes. recruited by all these guys when they were in high school. There's no doubt. Um, there's there's one other part of this that I think is going to become a real a real factor next year. And I think the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be at the forefront of it. In addition to that, in addition to that, two Ohio star athletes choosing not to continue to play in the OHSAA. So we'll get to those stories coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Your friends close and your producers closer. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. And of course, we are brought to you by our good friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss without medications. The solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Um, here's what this is. This is a great tweet uh, from Matt. It's on point, and I think it speaks specifically to the SEC and Big Ten's view of this. Um, and he's speaking mostly to the fans here. He said, fans who are more college football-centric will have to develop an NFL-type view about their team's season. The rivalries and the conference titles won't mean, won't mean near as much. The path and the playoff will be everything now. He's right. I think that that's where you're headed. Is is It, it will be an NFL model of, do, do you play in the college football semifinal replacing the AFC championship game? I mean, that's, that's where this will go, and that goes back to why we're so pissed off about what happened this year in Ann Arbor. And this is why the argument that like, yes, there is some truth that the do or die nature of certain games, but that was only a handful of games, will go away. But this will create more important, interesting games throughout the season 
for these teams because there will be games that will decide, okay, yeah, if you already have a loss, you would probably be out of the four-team playoff contention for a lot of teams, but you still have circled this state. If you're a Big Ten team, you have a game against Washington. If you can win that one, then you might get back into the conversation. Can you get into that top 15 and put yourself in position? And it will create more interesting games like we get in the NFL there because right now, by and large, there are a lot of uninteresting games that don't have any they don't affect anything going on later on in the season right now in college football well we're going to get it next year the first month right absolutely brutal um but no that's that's so i think where you're going to get reese is you're going to and we've warned you about this for years and now we can do it too because we've kind of buoyed this league by taking the best of the pac 12 and, and making them big 10 teams you're going to say our conference is better than yours and our three losses are better than your one and they're going to say that to the ACC. They're going to say it to the Big 12. Um, those are the only two power conferences left. So they're going to say it to both of those leagues and just say, it's better to be 8-4 and four in the Big 10 than 11-1 and one in the Big 12. And guess what? They're going to get their way because they're in, they're in bed with the people who are going to control the playoff, the television partners. Th- yeah. That's where you're headed. It's That's going to exactly be a lot headed. of member measuring and yes. our conference and our content draws much more eyeballs than the rest yes. of you. Yeah, they're making TV shows. Always remember that, kids. Always remember that. So I, I think that that probably next year that probably won't happen because it's year one and you're feeling it out. But as this goes along, that's absolutely where you're headed. Keep an eye on once they get through this 2024 and 2025 season when the contract actually opens up because it's still technically just they just edited the four-team contract for the next two years, and then it's really up again what they do with those at-large versus guaranteed bids as far as being attached to conference championships. 100%. Yeah. Um, Pop quiz. Do you guys know who Darren Peterson is? No. No. Thanks for listening to the show, boys. More on that in a second. Do you know who Mia Hammond is? Yes. Okay. Do you, Chops? No. I know who Mia Hamm is. Yeah. This is not that. (laughs) Not that. No. All right. So... Uh, Mia Hammond is a sophomore golfer at New Albany. Not anymore? Not a, Well, I think she's still a sophomore at New Albany. She's just not a golfer at New Albany because she signed an NIL deal. And she's like she's going to be like a LPGA player. Like she's that type of player. And in doing so, she gave up her eligibility to compete at the OHSAA level because Ohio does not have the ability for you to make money off of your name, image, and likeness in high school. There are three states in the District of Columbia that do. Darren Peterson is the kid who I saw play as a freshman, the basketball player who I saw as a freshman, I said is the best high school basketball player I've ever seen play in person. He played his sophomore year at Cuyahoga Valley Community College, or Cuyahoga Valley Community (laughs) College, Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. Um, And then this year, this summer, he's like the number three player in the country. This year he's a junior. He's he's a top five player in the country. He's a five-star. This year he transferred to Huntington Prep because, guess what? Adidas deal. So... The way I understand it, and I feel pretty confident about this because it's 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 there. He got seven figures from Adidas as a junior in high school to go play at Huntington Prep, and so he will then be fast tracked for Indiana, Kansas, the Adidas schools. He'll play one year there, and then he'll go to the league. And so, what the sneaker? It's separate with Hammond and him. 
But it's it's not in the sense that neither one of them are going to be able to continue to compete in Ohio at the high school level because they are going to they're going to make money off their name, image, and likeness right now. Um, and in 2022, the last time the OHSA voted on it, they voted no. 68 percent said no. Athletes can't make money on their name, image, and likeness. Um, but this is what's happening. You're identifying somebody like Peterson early. Adidas did. Probably, the, I'm sure there was an Adidas Nike battle for him, as there has been only forever. And so you get in with him early, you get him a seven figure deal, you send him to a prep school where it doesn't matter about eligibility or NIL, and then you fast track into the college you want. Adidas literally is now doing legally what the FBI was wiretapping phones to find out That's right. what they were doing just like four years ago. And a bunch of people got fired. None of the head coaches, but a bunch of people got fired and Kansas. people got in trouble and all this stuff. And now Adidas is just like, okay, that strategy actually worked. And now we can just do it legally. We just have to make sure we can get these players to transfer to the right school. And then we set them up to go to Adidas schools. And then they'll be in Adidas gear while they're in college. And, well, because of the relationship, what else can they do, get though? first crack on your shoe deal if you make it to the NBA. If this kid is as good as they all think he is, and he's a, he is that, let's say he's that, now all of a sudden he can do Adidas ads, social media at Kansas. They don't even have to wait anymore for like him to get to the league to make him like a face of a... He can do that now. Like they, they can make they, he can be the face of Adidas basketball now, and he can play it all the way through. And Nike, I'm sure, is doing the same thing. Everybody's doing this. This is the game, the way that it's played right now. But it just was. I do think you're going to have to get to a point in high school sports where this is how it's going to be. What do you think the numbers? If this was legal back then, the numbers would have been like for LeBron going into his junior year. Well, he was. Um, isn't the famous story? I mean, he was known so early. The famous story, though, was coming out of his senior year that he turned down a $100 million deal with Adidas as an 18-year-old. Wow. That was the – can you imagine? And it, it, even also, too, like, can you imagine that, like, it actually worked out for him just fine. He was fine worked out on more. the other end. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, that's as big a bet on yourself as you can have. Mm-hmm. That to to say no that that was always a story that he turned down $100 million, um with Adidas. Sonny Vaccaro was in on that and – did yeah. not want to have the same as he wanted to repeat the Jordan thing with Adidas and, and they, they gave him that, they offered him that money. So I, you're the bigger point here though, is that you are coming quick for NIL with high school kids. And guess what? Don't have a problem with it. If a kid can make a hundred thousand dollars in high school by doing YouTube videos or more, why would you stop them from what they're making in on off their athletic ability that's and their been, social profiles it's just nonsense that's been the problem with the nil conversation it's like why would you get less rights from being a student athlete than your fellow students because they can all go out there and do nil right. deals if they're famous for whatever reason so it's never it is literally never made sense once you actually like lay out what it what it is and that's why whenever they go against the courts the courts are like huh actually as we look more into this everything you do doesn't really work. That's, That's right. more about the NCAA, but the idea extends it's coming. out here to high school now. Yeah, it is. Uh, second hour of the program coming up next. Uh, a bunch of email to get through. Um, we'll get to all of wide array. We'll get to it all coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. During this 10-second promo, Rothman will lose money gambling on something. People like you come here and blow the family nesting that built this town. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Not interested in Iowa football? Too bad. Shops will tell you about it anyway. This is Bishop and Friends. All right, second hour here on a Thursday edition. Paul Feinbaum coming up at 10.33. College football hot seat coming up at 10.20. Uh, coming up right now, a little of your emails. Um, I, this has become kind of, this is kind of where we do this now, is, is in this spot. Maybe we get the big voice guy, do a little open, little 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 open for the email. I could do it for you right yeah. now. Emails. <laughs> Bishop and Friends. Is there any? This is what I want out of the out of the open. I want Newman describing the the stress of delivering the mail. Okay, that it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. Like sometimes that's how I feel. I, you, you get a lot, you get through them, and 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 then away you go. So, all right. So we're, let's let's start this one from Sean. Uh, Sean, very pointed. Um, number one in three sports is the title of the email. Bo. I think it's awesome that the Ohio State University, my alma mater, is currently number one in three sports, women's hockey, men's volleyball, men's tennis. Did you guys know that? I knew that the volleyball, because I was talking to Jerry about that up there, uh, but I did not know about the others. Tennis has been good for a long time. Yeah, and women's hockey has been really good over the last few years, so it doesn't surprise me, but no, I did not know that. Yeah, but still, Ohio State is a football school, so please remember that we should never, ever have any expectations for the men's basketball program. You know where this is going. Um, Holtman did win a game the other day, so I guess we can't say that he can't win a game in January anymore, and he's a really nice guy, classy too, and that's all that matters, apparently. Please keep refusing to hold him accountable on your show because it's simply impossible for a school to be good at football and men's basketball. We would never accept this level of mediocrity from Ryan Day, but Holtman, of course, because it is because it just isn't possible for the largest athletic program in the country to have both a football program and a men's basketball program that are excellent football and literally any other sport that we have, yes, but not football and men's basketball. Also that I mentioned that he is very nice. It's a good shot at me, Sean. That's very nice shot i would this is where we are with this um if you if you need sports talk radio guy to come on and say fire coach then this probably isn't the show for you but it's not like this is where it's headed i think if if you're this has been a brutal two-year stretch it's been a brutal january i'm sure there will be culpability for this at some point the the point about being great at football and basketball it's this isn't an excuse on anything. It's just the reality. It's very difficult to do so. Um, we Who went through this. It? It, it, there's this window when like Florida and Ohio State both were, and they just happened to play each other for a national championship. In both. Um, in both. Yeah. It's just, it's very difficult to do it. I, I think what, and this goes back to, you are certainly entitled to far more than what you've got from the, from the men's basketball team over the last decade. So the end of Thad. And, and what you've seen over the, over the better part of the last decade. This, this should be a place. I remember talking to Scooney Penn about this. And I said, what, what is Ohio State basketball? He said, it's not a blue blood. It's not the, the, the next thing, like right underneath the blue bloods. It's the one right under that. So it's not Michigan State. It's just right underneath that is what it should be. Um, you haven't been to the second weekend of the tournament since two, it's been 10 years since that's happened. So, um, and then, with the 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 modest stretch, that's the golden era. And the thing is, is now so many of you and all of us like saw that and thought, well, that's possible. The reality is they've got a bad building. It's a difficult place to recruit to. Um, and everyone's going to hit me with the, well, Mata landed all these guys. Remember, Kentucky was not Kentucky when they got Odin and Connolly. And it was also an incredible era in the state where you kept those kids in state. So 
And, and Thad was a unicorn too, but the circumstances were right for it in that he was able to get Connolly Odin and Cook in that one class. And then Sullinger's a kid from Columbus whose brother played here. That works pretty good. John Diebler was William Buford from Toledo, Diebler from Upper Sandusky. Like all of these guys, they're Ohioans. Deshaun Thomas was a huge coup. They got him from Indiana. Um, uh, when, when they pulled him in here, uh, D'Angelo Russell was a big one. There's another one that was, that, that was a huge recruit. Um, you're entitled to more than, than what you are, but you're not entitled to win. You're not Kentucky. That's no, not what it is. And it's, it's not going to happen because look at what Kentucky football is. Like it, there aren't very many teams that can do that, but yes, there is a higher standard for basketball than what we're getting right now. And I think that the discussion around Holtman has kind of gone this weird way where people who have been calling for it since like even before last season feel like the people who were saying, no, I still think we we can give him a chance and see what these recruiting classes can come and be. Then we've gotten more information. We've had the last season and a half and I've changed my tune on that as well that I think, no, it doesn't look like Holtman is going to be the future of this basketball program. And so a change is likely needed to get to where Ohio State basketball should and where we want it to be. But that does not mean that I am against my opinion from two years ago after they got they were the number two seed, got upset and knocked out in the first round against a 15 seed. What was that? Uh, Oral Roberts. Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts, right? Yeah. yeah. But I was still ready to go forward with Chris Holman and see, okay, we got him to a number two seed. Can he get to that improvement and do that? I'm not against having that opinion now. I'm not going back and changing that. I th- I still think at that moment that was the right opinion. Then it turned out that, you no, know, it didn't work out. So that's different information. I'm I, I'm ready to, with a lot of people to move on from it. But I do think that there's this idea that, oh, I, you were wrong, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we ended up being wrong. But that doesn't mean that, like, you were the most right person in the history of the world. And on so that. what? <laughs> yeah, so what? Also. Like, so what? I mean, that team with EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham was a legit squad. They lost to Villanova in the second round. Like, that was a that was a squad, and they were on the come. And there's been misses in portal and misses in recruiting, and it gets to where you are right now. Um, Reese, you want to weigh in on that quickly? Well, I was just going to say that there is still a chance that because it was a Gene Smith hire and Gene Smith's here until July, that there is no change made. Yeah. And I have come off – I thought that was going to be the case because I didn't think they'd move on what is now Ross Bjork as quickly as they did in the athletic department. I thought that would take a at least another month when they would still be searching. Yeah. But the doing this quicker has moved me off of my – Gene's not letting anybody go before he departs. I'm still in that camp because I just think that's the way Gene's going to want to handle it is, is nobody's moved going – nope, nobody go anywhere. Well, but I'm going to go. Yeah. But no, now I, that Bjork came out and said a large decision, large decisions, easy for me to say, will be made with the both of them, that softened a little bit on it, but still that chance that nothing gets done other than Gene departing. Here's a, uh, this affair, uh, <laughs> this one made me laugh because I, there are things that are crutches for me. And I, as soon as I read this, I, uh, the title, I knew what he was talking about. This from Andrew. Uh, the subject is strength coach slander. <laughs> I knew exactly. Uh, I agree that the money in college football has gotten way to hell, but consistently bringing up the strength coach making 300000 now is annoying. Most college strength coaches make $40,000 a year. Love the show. Hope the low back is doing better. Thank you, Andrew. The back is better. Uh, m- most college strength coaches, most, most football strength coaches do not make $40,000 a year. There's no chance. Um, and actually, what my crutch is usually we have strength coaches making a million. 
Yeah. Is the, is the that's what the guy in Michigan was making before, yeah. and he I doubt that is true. he's going that's, to make that at the Chargers. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so either. So, but yes, I do. That is a familiar crutch to to prove a point that the money in college football has has gone absolutely bonkers. So I will I will do a better job of it's that. Actually, potentially use quarterback coach. Well, and it's also like one of those indications that yeah, college football is playing a different game at the power conference level. Well, what I remember, the reason that I always use it is I remember uh, the strength coach under Jim Trestle making $89,000 a year. And now, and now Roddy makes 800000 He makes 10 right. times that. Right. So that's, that's why it's the, it's the one that has the biggest jump. All the rest of them have had increases, but the reason the strength coach is because it's the best example of the jump. This one from Kevin. Uh, do you guys think that one of the reasons that the Chiefs got in the Super Bowl is the NFL wants Taylor Swift there because she boosts the ratings? I mean, think about it for a second. If a Swifty wasn't a fan of the NFL before, they are now because of the romance between her and Travis Kelsey kind of makes sense. It makes no sense, Kevin. They don't whoa, need it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't just get discount that. Just let's let's hash <laughs> this out. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. What do they want more than anything? The NFL eyes on their product. Yeah. What has in the year of our Lord, 2024 and even in 2023, maybe in 2022, what has yeah. had more eyeballs on it on this planet than Taylor Swift? <laughs> if Deanna. you marry the two. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Then. Uh, Everybody makes a bunch of money. The NFL yeah. definitely likes the fact that Taylor Swift is going to be at the Super Bowl. It's not something that they would say it. they don't want it. The NFL doesn't care. The networks like it. Yeah, that's true. They're the ones doing it. The NFL, Goodell's not saying show her. She was only on the screen for 44 seconds last weekend. And they're not worried about the no. stance of their product either. We've seen the television ratings from not just the Super Bowl, but from all other games. Taylor Swift not included in a lot of those, too, that they end yeah. up on the top 10 list. And so no, all these conspiracy theories. Like, did we forget that Mahomes just won the Super Bowl? last year i know the chiefs weren't quite as good this regular season but it's mahomes like of course they made the super bowl he's made four in the last six years i mean yeah they made the super bowl did they make the super bowl with taylor swift oh baby listen yeah. what's gonna happen is kelsey's gonna win super bowl mvp it, it's yeah. gonna be close between mahomes and him and as soon as he's done he's gonna propose to taylor swift on that little uh is stage that they build at half is yeah. super bowl half mvp field. still a vote like a fan yeah. vote no no no, no it's, well because the swifties can take the problem with it is you can't leave decide well. to. It, in the old days, you had to vote for it with like five minutes left in the game. Okay. So I remember voting for Super Bowl MVP like when I was at Super Bowls with like five minutes left going like, what are we doing? Several of the Super Bowls I went to, that it was decided on, on the final kick, like the Venetieri kick, the Manning drive uh, in Indy. I mean, these were like late game stuff. I thought that was so silly. Um, this one to uh, titled to Mr. Bow and Friends this is from Alex. Uh, two beer-related thoughts uh, for you the morning after a first Friday. After the discussion about Salt Lake City, so this was from last week, I want to follow up with a great story. I lived there in 2019 when Utah lifted the limit on 3.2% alcohol beer. They can now sell up to 5% in grocery stores and other retailers. Anheuser-Busch was so excited about the death of the 3.2 Bud that they flew Clydesdales to Salt Lake City <laughs> and held a parade. Uh, after the change, the beer on tap can still be a bit dodgy because no one drinks it, but there are some great breweries in the state, and he mentions one here. He said, a second beer-related thought, does Threes know his dad is a beer? He said, I saw if you can't be good, be bald uh, from Hoof-Hearted Brewing, and it stopped me in my tracks. And he, there's a picture of it. I, I don't know if Threes – I hope Threes knows that. Yeah. That is, that his late father NIL, is involved. That's Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as always, uh, go Bucks, Alex. Thank you for the email, Alex, on that. Uh, this one from Shannon. 
Uh, I heard you now must add Apple Plus to your subscription services. I feel for you. The number of providers out there must now be used to see some of our favorite things. is ridiculous. I'm now starting to cut back. Anyway, I do have Apple TV Plus, and now that you will have access, I suggest Ted Lasso. I have not seen that. I'm late in the party as a viewer, but I am only in season one, but I am hooked. All of the characters have their own personality, funny, dry sense of humor. The second could be an option for you show uh, for you in the blonde, the morning show. So this is a Jennifer Aniston product, has outstanding performances. Interesting to watch. Playback uh, recently past life events will be replayed in a fictional TV studio. Just a suggestion. Uh, no more brownies leads to uh, let go to the Lions on Sunday. So that was, this was from last week, and that's from Shannon. We thank you for that. One more thing. I looked it up. So you are right. It is a panel of 16 football writers that and broadcasters that vote on the uh, Super Bowl MVP, but that's only 80% of the voting power. Fans okay. do still have 20% of the voting power on it. And I'm just saying, there's, you know, Swifty subreddits and stuff like that. If they get a hold of that voting system, whenever it opens up, Travis Kelsey's going to win it. As long as he has a good enough game that he gets some of the other votes. So I wonder if three, did you guys pull this up? If you can't be good, be bald. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's got the Legion of Doom on it. Warriors. It's Road Warriors. They're on it. Well, I wonder, is it a... I'm going to text him and see if he knows about this. Yeah. I wonder, like, does the does like the WWE own that imaging? Because like they own like the this. name The Rock. Remember, he has to pay... Not That's anymore. Why, oh, did he finally get that? He, he got, got it, it as, back. Okay. Like, as one of the perks from joining their board. Okay. But for years, they owned it. So whenever yes. he had to put on a movie poster, he had to pay them to yeah. put it. And that's why he pushed Dwayne Johnson so much. So I wonder if... That's it, but it's still that's yeah. I mean, that's clearly them. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get you the answer to see if he is aware of this. Uh, well, I'll text him in the break. Uh, all right, good job on the emails. We'll we'll do those every every Thursday. We'll we'll get to as many as we can. Coming up next, uh, hot seat around college football. The coaches on it, including some in our own conference. Coming up next, Bishman friends right here on the fan. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Taking the art of sports radio and day drinking to a whole new level. You're listening to Big Up and Friends. All right, I did get an update uh, from Freeze on the, on the beer. No, he did not know that it existed. The if you can't be good, be bad beer by Hufflepuff Brewing, which is a he, local he brewery know. here in Columbus. Okay, I didn't know, so he didn't know that. Uh, he was unaware that 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 was part of it. Uh, my hunch is that you're right that, that 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 property is owned by WWE. Those those characters, and you probably own that forever. Yeah, I would think. Um, is the he, phrase though? If you can't be good, be bald. Where's that from? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did they just choose to they're getting famous a lot of bald people to put on it? Like, <laughs> Well, they're not even, though. They're, they shaved. One had a mohawk. The other one was reverse. <laughs> right, they're not even bald, technically. He did say that there's also a whiskey with his dad on it that he does have. So he, I can report that there's... There, I mean, look, it's, it's the iconic tag team ever. <laughs> so, like, 
Sounds like we got to get one of those whiskeys for a first Friday here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, I think it's probably likely that, that these things are happening. But I, I can, that's that's wild to, to, to be all of a sudden your dad's likeness is on something. One more my thing dad, on that The note. best thing I can do with my dad is like a 70s Marlboro Man photo. That's probably as close as I can get. The, breweries, they, they want to be clever and they want to name them all these things. But I find it almost like, do I really have to read an entire sentence to order a beer here? Like, do I just say the first oh, yeah. two words? Like, why are these names so long? Some places do a really good job of just having a number next to the name. So you can just order the number. Just, yeah. Can I get, yeah, can I get a pint of 13? Yeah, the the hard, I can't, I, it's funny. I've never, when it, when it comes to that game, I, I'm just an American lager or Mexican lager guy. Like, that's it. I can't do the, people want to give me these these IPAs and stuff, and I feel like I'm eating a bowl of oatmeal. How about it's a just sour? so heavy. No, I don't. None of that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, I like I like an old cold beer. That's it. I Give like me an old cold beer. That's all I want. I don't need. I can't do that. It's, I like to me. mix it up and try all the varieties. I'm okay with IPAs, but they're not my favorite. The one that my friends always give me crap about, especially if I order it in like in the warmer months. But I like porters and stouts, and I will order it any time of the year, even though it feels more like a wintry drink. All right. I still like a Guinness from time to time. There's time where I'll get a taste for for a Guinness, but Guinness is actually light. Well, you get people the nitro pour is from it, yeah. Yeah, people think Guinness is heavy, but it, from a, like a calories, and, and not that I'm worried about that necessarily, but from a calorie and heavy standpoint, it's actually one of the lighter beers um, that, that you'll find. Um, speaking of old cold beer, our guy Sam Pittman on the hot seat at Arkansas, according to Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, also on the hot seat, Dave Aranda at Baylor. Boy, think about that. Like, he, there's a chance where, like, when Brian Kelly took LSU, like, he was in the mix. And he went from like he could have had the USC to, job possibly. Yeah, he was in the mix for both of those gigs. I mean, I don't know that. I don't think USC knew that they could get Lincoln until Lincoln flirted with LSU, and then it was like, oh, he's available. I think we'll take that, and and that's what I think led to him going there. Billy Napier also mentioned on this: Florida can't get right. That's just where I am with Florida. I think it's funny that they. I think it's to the point at that program where they hit the lottery with two of the eight best coaches of the last 50 years. And because one of them played there. And so that's a natural, Um, but like there is a lot of history of Florida football and the only greatness is Spurrier and urban. And when they're not there, it's off a cliff. Yeah, Urban it's was, off a cliff. Reading that write up, Urban was the last Florida coach to make it to year four. That was something that I'm like, yeah, I guess that's well, right, ch- but I, I didn't see it th- that way. They're forever chasing him. They're all tr- they're trying to duplicate Urban. You can't, you can't duplicate what Urban did and what Spurrier did. It, you're never going to do it there. And they had a tricky season last year because we all watched the Utah game and said, okay, this team is not up to snuff. They're yeah. they're not very good. They lost that game 24 to 11, but it didn't even feel that close when you watched it. That was one of those like Thursday night early season games, so everybody watched it. Then they went on a, a decent tear, and they ended up being 5-2 and two in the middle of the season after seven games, and then they lost their last five. Yeah. So that and a lot of ranked opponents in there. Sure, that's tough, but it just it doesn't seem like Billy Napier has gotten them on. And it also, at the same time, they're on the same track as like Norvell. Like They were hired like, the same year. And look what he's done at FSU. Obviously, they had a, a disappointing end to their season sure. this year, but they've done a lot more than Napier has done at Florida. Who was the guy that preceded Napier at Florida? Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. Yeah. He's working for ESPN right now at 
was it that Wednesday when the early national signing period opened, uh, mm-hmm. he posted a picture of a margarita on the beach? Yep. Just trying to rub it in with well, what, everything that had been reported. He didn't want to recruit. He didn't want to do anything. He's doing still a much better job recruiting. And then some seasons on the field than what's being done right now in Gainesville. So remember, he was fired in part because of that press conference in season where he talked about we don't I'm really worry about recruiting. I don't, I'm in not season. worried about recruiting in yeah. season. That's that was the that led to because he was he actually won ten games. That was he was the core, he was the coach there the Kyle Trask year. Yeah, and he was coming off of a, a really successful run at Mississippi State, and and went to Florida and they were recruiting behind Trask and it was like okay they they're on to something here like they they finally got it turned around and then he made that comment it coincided with kind of a uneven season and then they went with Napier. But I mean, they, they've tried to hire every hot coach of the moment. I mean, Will Muschamp went from coach and waiting at Texas to head coach at Florida. And he had been like perfectly poised at every job and went to Florida. Uh, they had the guy who was confused with the cop who had the shark naked photo. Remember that guy? He's yes. now at like central Michigan. Uh, they had that guy for a while. Like, and they've, that's met- just a tough job. And it's, if you ask people down there, they think it's one of the five best jobs in the country. It definitely really does not it. have that level of attractiveness now. No, this many years, you know, over a decade removed from Urban Meyer winning two national championships, it's still a very good job. I'm not trying to say that, but I don't think they're going to be able to go get Kalen DeBoer to leave Washington to come coach Florida. No, they're not. They're not. Um, and and so I I think that's one of those ones where it's like the coaches were all time great, and then you had the greatness, but when they're not there. And this goes 100 years. They just don't have it. Um, he does mention, Rittenberg mentions, keep an eye on hot seat guys, Chip Kelly, Clark Lee, uh, Ryan Day, um, Sataki Kalani at BYU, and Narduzzi at Pitt. He has retirement watches both as Mac Brown, Kyle Whittingham, and Kurt Ferentz on that side of things. What's the succession plan in Iowa? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. They have a new athletic director, so we'll see what the next year looks like. Obviously, even in the interim basis, uh, Beth gets got rid of Brian and then was made the athletic director. So I don't know if that will start to cause friction and they're never going to fire Kirk Ferentz, but will that cause enough friction for him to finally decide that he's done his contracts through 2029 still? So I don't know. He's going to die at the 50 yard line. That's what I really think is going to happen. Uh, as far as like the other people he listed here too, the three that I circled and said, I don't think they'll be there in 2025 at these schools are Pittman, Napier and Narduzzi. I think Narduzzi gets too much bad PR to hold on to the job with what he's doing at Pitt. It just feel like in that with that job, just shut up and do your job. Yeah, he's always got something to say, and he's always saying something about transfers and blah. But always complaining. But it's always the old head stuff. It's not the let's move forward and and attack this and and figure it out. It's just complaining. And I have no idea if Pitt's a good job or not. I have no clue. But like six wins, seven wins, shut up and just do your job. Yeah feels like it should never be anything more than that yet he's constantly making it more than that well uh we'll get into some of the news of the day in college football and news of the last week with our buddy paul feinbaum he comes up next bishman friends right here on the fan the chris holdman daily show is brought to you locally on the fan by credit union of ohio This is Chris Oltman, Daily Show, brought to you by Encova Insurance. I want to ask you about Bowen Hardman. He's gotten on the floor uh, both at Nebraska and the Northwestern and just how his practice habits have led to a little more increased time. Yeah, he's he's done a good job just kind of staying ready, Paul. Uh, coming in, staying ready. He can really shoot it. Um, and he's been able to. He's got a very quick release. Um, so he's done a good job just coming in and staying ready and uh, providing a, a good lift while he's been in there. Okay, we'll have another comment in just a moment. Hi, I'm Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. 
The right coverage can be a game changer, both on and off the field. That's why Encova Insurance and their local independent agents are prepared for what's next and protect what matters most to you. Whether that's your home, car, business, or family, Encova's got your back with a policy that fits you perfectly. With local independent agents in your neighborhood and innovative insurance products that can be tailored to fit your unique needs, Encova's playbook is an easy win for your peace of mind. You can trust their team of agents to develop a strategy that's just right for you. And it's not just X's and O's. Your expert agent will guide you and provide insurance solutions so you can confidently manage your risk and count on a financially secure future. For auto home and business insurance, you want Encova on your team. Visit Encova.com today to find an agent near you. Encova is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! Now the officials have been talking for quite some time. Alrighty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. At Ohio State, all that we accomplish means even more when achieved together. We're creating the new field of imageomics to track biodiversity. Space farming to feed the world. We're developing cardio-oncology therapies to reduce heart damage. AI trust verification to protect AI technologies from hackers. And engineering more fuel-efficient cars. At Ohio State, we're creating these solutions the world needs now. Chris and asking you about Bowen Hardman and what he's done to get more time on the floor. Can that be an example to others how practice is a good audition to be able to increase maybe their minutes? Well, he's been he's been so good in practice. He's been on the scout team all year. He's the first there um, in scout team prep, which says something about his overall attitude. And uh, he just has got a great readiness to play. And that's kind of what you see with a guy who's been in the program a little bit. Uh, it's just been really good to see, and I've been, I've been glad he's been rewarded with some playing time. Okay, this is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind or grab a carryout. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizza, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Sports conversation that's worthy of a toast, or at least a 
stiff drink. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. All right, time to head out on the Brian Haney Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Conversation with a great friend of the program, Paul Feinbaum, the Paul Feinbaum Show, ESPN. Uh, Paul, I, the, the Jeff Halfley news yesterday, we had him here as defensive coordinator. He was uh, spectacular as a coordinator, four years at Boston College. Um, I, a lot of people are using it as a jumping-off point into uh, he doesn't want to put up with what's going on in the sport anymore, and we're going to have more of this. Do you think that that is a fair place to jump off from, and do you think that he is a, that this instance with Halfley, who, by the way, took a pretty substantial pay cut, is a harbinger of things to come in the sport? I think this is an outlier uh I had a chance to talk to him, I believe it was two years ago in Vegas at the draft. And, and you know him better than I do, but, uh, I can tell in that, uh, mostly off the air conversation with him that, that, that he was done with college football, that he, yeah. he flat out admitted, I can't keep up with all these other people who are cheating like, like bandits. And, uh, that's not really where I want to be. And I think also, uh, he was probably a season away from getting fired. So he, he got out while the getting was good. So sometimes timing can be right on those things. Um, <laughs> yes. when, when you talk, you've talked to so many of the power brokers in the sport and, and we all know that we are, you know, there's, there's kind of not a lasso around this thing. And, and I saw Herbie make, made a point yesterday, the sport's spiraling out of control and yet more and more people are watching it year in and year out. And, and they, it's never really been more popular. I know we all know there's chaos happening behind the scenes. When, when you talk to the power brokers, if what is the first thing they would like to address? Uh, if there were changes to the way that the, the sport is administered? Uh, they, they want one thing. Uh, they want protection uh, from the courts. Uh, and that's why the commissioners are, have a one-track mind about going to Congress. And they're not going to get it done anytime soon. Uh, but that's really what they're concerned about. And, you know, again, you know, Kirk's entitled to his opinion, but he's still making, you know, $15 million a year doing college football at the highest level. I mean, I, I'm a, I am a little tired of everybody inside the bubble complaining about it because, <laughs> but you and I both know what it's, what's going on and you either, uh, you either deal with it or, 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 or don't do it. Uh, and I frankly don't care anymore what Ohio State is, is offering players or Tennessee because everyone, uh, in charge has looked the other way. And the NCAA could have could have dealt with this years ago. They refused. Uh, you know, all these commissioners uh, sit at that table, not not talk show hosts. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of uh, amazed at, at the uh, at the fake reaction. Uh, same. You you and I row in the same direction on that. I, you made the bed. Go sleep in it. Is is kind of the, Paula reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the the late '90s with the home runs that were escalating, and yeah. there were a lot of people who made money writing books about that era, and 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 the the sport was as popular as it's been, and then they cast dispersions against it now, and it's like, wait a second, you were complicit in all of this. Everybody was like, every, everybody, we are getting what what we deserved. And by the way, this is the part, Paula, that that I feel so strongly about. The audience doesn't care. Not one bit. Yeah. Well, I, I actually agreed to a book deal a year and a half ago, um, and it was a pretty—it was a really uh, unusually good deal. And three months into the research, I, I gave up, and uh, I said, "You know what? I don't really care if all these." I mean, I, it was, there, there were great stories, but by the time yeah. uh, by the t- by the time I was able to get them uh, in my computer, uh, there was another one better, uh, and. And I had I, I thought last season was great. I had a yeah. blast. Uh, people watch. People care. Um, and, and that's just the way it is. And 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 I used to be a moralizer. I used to be a newspaper columnist. I mean, for heaven's sake. So I mean, those are the grumpiest people on the face of the earth. Uh, and now talk show hosts are, or <laughs> or uh, or overpaid uh, television performers. And and listen, I mean, I, I just I mean everybody. And what what happened this week in Tennessee? 
uh, is interesting because here you have a school basically accused of, of paying a quarterback three or four million dollars, and they're 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 aghast. I mean, how can you dare investigate us when every coach in the country, as you know, is saying somebody has to do something about this? Well, now that somebody's trying to do something about it, university presidents are saying we can't have this. We'll, we're going to court. Well, that was so that we had we had something here a couple of week, weeks ago with Ross Bjork when we've never had somebody at Ohio State say, "Look, we." We're going to attack this, and we want to be the ones. We want Ohio State at the table of what this is going to look like in the future. And now you had the, the story you're alluding to. We talked about it yesterday on the program here about uh, the Tennessee Chancellor saying uh, the most pointed conversation you could ever have to the NCAA. And I pointed out on the show the NCAA works for her. They work for the schools. Like you're, you're in a way you're kind of suing yourself. And now you got governors involved yeah. in this thing. I mean, it's. It's all just, isn't it, is it more than, is there anything more to it than posturing, Paul? Does any of this go anywhere? I don't think so. Um, other than the NCAA probably is going to back away. Uh, as, you know, it's interesting, if you remember a year and a half ago, remember Nick Saban accused Jimbo Fisher of cheating, yes. where Ross Bjork was in the middle of it. Um, he really, that was not his intent. He had called me a couple of weeks earlier, uh, and he was fuming about NIL, and he, he couldn't believe that I didn't agree with him because I'd already moved on. The, what he was doing that night, he got yeah. He eventually accused A M of cheating, but they had come in second in recruiting, and he was at a booster event, and he was pleading with the boosters, both, "We need more money, uh, otherwise yes. we won't finish number one next year." That was really what was lost in the translation. Uh, and, and by the way, he finished number one the next year because he got <laughs> the money. Uh, and, and I, I mean, there were a lot of stories, but you know, why didn't Nick Saban retire? I'm not going backwards, but I mean, there were stories that players were hitting him up on the trip to uh, California for the Rose Bowl saying, Hey, I need more money to play in the game, but that's where we are. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you got a player now in Ohio state who, who there were a lot of rumors about last season, uh, why he didn't have such a great season, but that's just the new normal. And, and, and like you said, I'm fine with it. I'm still going to the game on Saturday. Uh, you and I are still getting, uh, you know, more people, listening uh than we've ever had because people genuinely care about the sport the passion never changes that's that's the thing i mean in fact if anything it's been emboldened by this sport and 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 what has been a a free agent we had a cavalcade of stars at this availability two days ago it was like i mean you got caleb downs is out there and will howard's out there and julian saying and uh uh, junkins is it it's like my god all these guys came in in like a two-week period and i can't wait to see him play football next year and see how this all kind of works itself out um, Paul, I wanted to ask you about the um, the. It, we're a long ways out, obviously, but this this twelve team playoff and the the calendar that it's going to fit into. And I know we're in a television contract right now, so it's locked in. D- is there a scenario? And I've always been a proponent of this. I'm not sure where you stand on it. Of of playing the college football, and this would take an ask from the NFL. And I, the NFL typically doesn't like to give things. But does it? Is there a way for college football to thread the needle and get these games to be played on Saturdays versus Thursday nights, Friday nights, which are typically television death? I don't think so. Uh, but yeah. because the college football has, has lost that moment. And part of the problem is that ES, I mean, let's talk about ESPN for a second because they have the contract for two more years. Mm-hmm. Fox may or may not have it. I mean, they they have a, a, a monstrous deal uh, with college football. But what's the most important thing at ESPN? It's Monday Night Football. They yeah. now have the playoffs, and they now have the Super Bowl coming up. 
And the NFL is not giving back anything. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say they don't care. I mean, they have this uh, handshake agreement with college sports, but college sports has let that get away. And because everybody, it's an incestuous situation. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I don't want to ruin anybody's fun, but uh, the playoffs next year are going to be a disaster because they're, 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 they will be Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and they're going to be sandwiched in between the NFL because the NFL sees an opportunity. They, they have gone in and taken it. They've taken Black Friday. Uh, they took Christmas Day this year away from mm-hmm. the NBA, and, and nobody is stopping Roger Goodell uh, because they have incredibly valuable contracts, and networks will do anything to be in bed with them. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're lucky that the second most popular sport in this country is the one that, that we talk about. I wanted to ask you about Michigan's <laughs> hire of Sharon Moore. Um, what, what did you, I mean, it, it's their idea clearly is continuity. And I, I think they were emboldened by his post game tirade at Penn State, quite honestly, Paul. And, and I think that had something to do with it as well. Uh, what did you make of that and what will be a very big transition season for that program? Well, if that's how he got the job, that's really sad because I thought the whole thing was embarrassing. But beside that, um, they, they did the only thing they could. I mean, yeah, they could have had a coaching search uh, because the, the calendar protected them, unlike Alabama and other schools. Yeah. But it, it was the right decision. Uh, Long term, will it work? I doubt it uh, because it, it just uh, – the, this is not the same program it was three weeks ago. I mean, they've lost the, the meat of it. Harbaugh leaving is significant. I think Michigan is looking – like a nine and three program next year at best uh, on the bubble of the playoff. And, and at some point uh, they'll go through the same thing again. Uh, and yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be the, the a bad guy here, but I, I bet that he's out in four years. Yeah, it does. It does feel like that. Great talking to you as always, my friend. Thanks for your time this week. My pleasure. Always. All right, that's Paul Feinbaum, the Paul Feinbaum Show, ESPN, SEC Network, and Sirius XM. We hit thing or not a thing up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Wake up with The Fan. Eat lunch with The Fan. Go to bed with The Fan. Dream about The Fan. Then change your sheets. Gross. Ew, you guys are gross, but stick around in case I don't find anyone else. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Movie reviews, sports discussion, and whatever the hell Reeser does. This is Bishop and Friends. All right, time for a little thing or not a thing. Hit it, fellas. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Apex Plumbing Pros. First one up, Adam Rittenberg with this write-up. Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark added to her growing collection of milestones Wednesday night at Northwestern, moving into second place on the NCAA women's all-time scoring list during her team's 110-74 win. Clark, the Naismith Women's College Player of the Year for 2022-23 season, passed former Ohio State star Kelsey Mitchell 3,402 on a layup with 458 left in the second quarter. She enters Wednesday's game fourth on the career scoring list, four points behind Missouri State's Jackie Stiles and 13 behind Mitchell. Clark's second three-pointer of the first quarter pushed her past Styles. Clark, who also overtook Mitchell as the Big Ten's all-time leading scorer, finished with 35 points, her fifth straight 30-point game, matching the longest streak of her career. Now at 3,424 points, Clark will set her sights on the NCAA's all-time scoring record of 3,527, held by Washington's Kelsey Plum. Thing or not a thing? Not a thing. I'm kidding. 103 (laughs) points? Not a thing. 
So you're uh, going to crush so what, that. I'm guessing what that. I don't know. This probably took you about a minute to read that. Um, I'm guessing that minute costs you your spot in the bed for the next week. <laughs> we'll straight see. to the couch. I, you I and Kit, a, straight I'm, to the couch. I made a business decision last night because my mom texted me. She said, oh, are you watching Iowa women's basketball? <laughs> I said, oh, not tonight. I almost clicked over. Yeah. And then I, I looked yeah. over at Jen also on the couch, and I was like, you know what? Too I'm much. just going to leave it. Too much. We'll you watch know what the is one it? where she breaks the record for real when she gets Here's to the, one. This is pretty remarkable. I did not know that Kelsey Mitchell was that high on the list. I did not know that she was second all time. Like, I don't know. I rem- obviously was aware of her greatness, and she scored a ton of points. But I didn't know. I did not recognize, realize, and I knew that Clark was clo- closing in all this stuff. So that's when I last couple of weeks I realized that Kelsey was up there. But like, wow, what a what a career she had here. Yeah, she was great right from the jump as a freshman, yeah. and then played all four years. You weren't watching Iowa Northwestern because you were watching Cleveland and Detroit. Exactly. Some NBA mm-hmm. basketball. Cavs beat the I Pistons. Was. Yeah. It's a fun game. Yeah. Cavs effed around. And in recent years, they've effed around with the Pistons and they found out. Did not find out last night. They actually won 128 to 121. A return for Darius Garland. I think he had 19. Donovan Mitchell had 45. Yeah. It's his fourth game this season with 40 or more points. He's got 17 games over two seasons in Cleveland with 40 or more. That's second all-time behind LeBron. He passes Kyrie, who had 11 in six seasons. LeBron, 51 (laughs) games of 40-plus with the Cavs, again, in those 11 seasons. But Mitchell's at 17, about midway through his second in the land. Thing or not a thing? Obviously a thing. He's been a rocket ship up there. The, The thing that I'm curious about... You know, there's all this talk that he, he wants out, he wants to play in New York, wants to do all of those things. Like, And I under, I get that. He has no ties to Cleveland. It, it's not where he probably thought he was going to be traded when he left Utah to begin with or when he was trying to leave Utah to begin with. Um, if he stays there, he's got a real chance to be the second best player to ever wear that jersey. I mean, it's in play. If he were to play like four more years, he's on that list, of a very short list, at the, at the very top of the sport in, in that franchise if he sticks around. Because he's... He is pure. He is pure joy. I mean, he can he can light it up from anywhere. It's, this has been a real renaissance for him in his career, and he was really good in Utah. But it's kind of like the realization of what's capable. He's he's a stud. He's fun to watch. It's funny because the way you read the numbers, it seems insurmountable. But in a season and a half, he's a third of the way there, even to LeBron's number, which is way higher. But obviously, if he was a guy who was there for another six years or so, it could actually be in play for him to get to that. And so, yeah, I think your call there. I think it's just one of those things where I don't have a ton of confidence that he's going to be there for the long haul. What's the contract, Reese, with him? So he's a free agent next season. He's got after, one more after this next okay. season. So yeah, he's with the Cavs. So if they're going to trade him, it would be this summer to get max Likely value. this summer. Um, but they're, they're, they're proving to be too good this year. To, it doesn't make sense to trade him this year, like before the deadline or anything like that, which yeah. is coming up. That's got to be next Thursday. Yeah, it's got to be, I was about to say, it's no, got to be a week away. He'll be in, with the Cavs mm-hmm. through the rest of this season. And if they can make a run, then you're saying there's a chance. Look, I had just reading back through the, the uh, tweets that we get on a daily basis at 971BFS. Sure. Someone did take umbrage uh, yesterday with me saying that Mitchell wasn't a star. And what I had what I had said was he wasn't a star relative to the can he draw eyeballs from Columbus that normally wouldn't be right. on the Cleveland Cavaliers product. He's an absolute bona fide star. 
but he is not in the same space as LeBron, where a casual NBA or basketball fan in this market or in other markets in Ohio would be tuning in nightly to the Cavs to see Donovan Mitchell. That's not the case. No, the, the way that that would happen is if they got to the Eastern Conference Final. That's how that would happen. And then you would have, we'd be all in. Because then everybody would say that, oh, he's the, yeah, jump he's on the, the star on a, on a play, or he's yeah. the star player on a team yes. that made it that far, and now you're interested yeah. in it. For sure. You get it year over year. Darren Ravel, he shared this yesterday, uh, this day, January 31st, in 1993. MJ and Larry play for McDonald's in their nothing-but-net Super Bowl spot. He lists this stuff from behind the scenes. One, Larry has to challenge MJ because MJ's gambling issues were at the (laughs) forefront. Two, ad makers traded rights to use Hancock building for an MJ slash Larry signed ball and $100. Three, Jordan's contract said he could pick his own wardrobe, which is an outfit he designed. Ad makers tried to get him to change to no avail. And four, Larry and MJ had to get on a rig for the high shots and MJ was concerned. Apparently, this is a quote from him. If I fall, I'm going to own McDonald's, he yelled. (laughs) Thing or not a thing? That seems like a quote. That's all very believable on this. Ravel is good for this type of stuff, right? Like Uncovering these weird things from the past. These weird little things from the past. He is very good at this. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a fun thing. The other thing about it, and I think you alluded to this earlier in the week, like when that ad dropped, you had no idea it was coming. It wasn't. It wasn't pushed on social media. Mm -hmm. It was like, holy hell, that's MJ and Larry. Like, and then you saw the ad, and you're like, that's the greatest thing ever. Did you see that? So, like, that is lost now because they do the pre-reveal. I saw one today that State Farm's going to have Schwarzenegger in one of their (laughs) yeah. They do like trailers, trailers for commercials. Yeah, it's a a new and unfriendly era, I think, for the viewer. What we're heading into in terms of commercials, because yeah, that was the peak. Like that was the everybody talked about the Super Bowl commercial. The next day after the spot. Yep. One more thing that's really weird with all that. Have you guys noticed that, especially if they post it to like social media, movie trailers will have a shorter like trailer before the actual full length trailer. Yes. They'll show like a few quick action spots and then they'll start the real trailer. And it's like, do I need a trailer before a trailer? I'm already watching the trailer. I think, by the way, on that end, trailers show way too much. They do. I'm talking on movies, on TV, everything way too much. Just real quick, uh, NFL analyst Mark Schlereth told the Wyman and Bob show on 710 right. in Seattle that in one conversation with Lions OC Ben Johnson about a month ago, Johnson said the only job he really wanted was the Los Angeles Chargers one. Commanders, the only NFL team still looking for a new head coach. Mike McDonald gets the one in Seattle. Thing or not a thing? It's a big bet. Because Ben Johnson's never going to be hotter than he is right now. So it's a bet that he can run that back in Detroit and have success and have the interest in his name again. Um, the Chargers were always going Harbaugh, so that seems like false hope on his end. Yeah, it also seems like, based on like what I've heard reporting-wise, that he's somebody who is interested in kind of picking his spot because the other report I heard about Ben Johnson was that his asking price was just a little bit too high for somebody jumping from coordinator to head coach and nobody really wanted to pay that and I don't know if that was because truly he thinks that no if I'm going to do it I just want it to be worth this much or was that kind of smoke screen that like I don't really want this job but I don't want to turn down interviews because that also puts you on some sort of list for next year's hiring cycle but it does look like he's somebody one like you said wants to prove it a, a year again and maybe just run it back with them but also to pick where he goes and in some ways that's not a bad choice because if you just take an NFL job just because the head coaching position is open you might not be long for that job and then because you were just a coordinator jumping up into that you might not never get the shot ever again yeah 
It's just, it is all of those things very, very true. Uh, speaking of the NFL, could be a pretty big quarterback carousel. We'll get into some of the possibilities coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. An encyclopedic knowledge of sports and other random things you may or may not care about. I think I found my mentor. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to three. The Fan. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Distilled sports discussion served in light beer quantities. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Man, the uh, that Fentilli stuff's crazy. Good. I guess if he hadn't been wearing the cut-proof socks, then you look to see that laceration go through the Achilles. That would be very unfortunate. So I guess good on that, but still it doesn't make you feel good about the next eight weeks for the Blue Jackets. No. Uh-uh. No. You you guys are aware that like this is March? I mean, it's February 1st, but like weather-wise, it's February's March. February's the Tuesday of the calendar. It's like, <laughs> let's just trudge through it as Get best as possible. Friday, with you. As right. fast as we can. Um, no, but like, the, this is like, sun's out, gun's out, 40s. Like, this is, it should be 22 degrees right now. We're killing it. It's been this way for like a week. We are killing it. The planet. I still, I still hate well, this weather over everything. I think is, I still think thirty. There's no rain. I still, it, it's been raining here. What do you? I don't know. A little bit of sprinkly rain. It's, it's been the ground has been wet every well, no. single day for two weeks. That's true. Yeah, that is true. It has rained every, a lot. Uh, last couple of days have been okay. That will be all right. I would, um, I would gladly take twenty two and sunny. What it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, these are the these are the balance. But today is nice. That is true. Today's nice. Yeah, today's nice. You get a little sun, a little everything, everything you kind of need here on that. Uh, I saw the memorial tournaments and had the uh, the Sydney Sweeney when she's eating the hot ones thing. Yeah, like that gifts making the rounds, and they like pointed like had her and then the sun like looking at the sun like with excitement, <laughs> which is pretty good. I, but another interesting thing came out from the Sydney Sweeney hot ones. Apparently, she's told this on multiple interviews that she worked as a tour guide at Universal Studios before she like made it big. And a bunch of people who work for Universal Studios as tour guides have come out and been like, she did not. That's not true. And they're like very protective. They don't believe of, it that she did? Yeah, they and they have like reasons for it. I don't I I, I like most of the time I see it and I'm like, you know what, I don't really care. And I go past the video. But for some reason people are very fired up about her like telling this lie that is now gone on for a couple of years. I will tell you, having uh just about a year ago at this time been to Disney World and having a tour guide she would fit the description of what it appears they're looking for in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. Universal, though, because they are working studios, too, especially the L.A. one. Oh, so she's, like, like the, in the studio. Yeah, like not the tour like the guides. Parks. Well, it's, it's a part of the park. They're all in L.A. It's all connected. So you can go on a studio tour that I is gotcha. connected to the park. That's my okay. understanding. At least I have not been to the L.A. Universal Studios. But the Orlando yeah. one is just an amusement park. You mostly. know what? In thinking about tour guides at disney the only mm-hmm. thing they really need is just a walk-along bartender like, well they need two no you need two you need somebody i mean it's an unbelievable i world. guess a caretaker with the children two. yes that, and then now, a bartender with the cart yeah. walking alongside the, do you need the, this refilled the first person 
is the person like you cannot believe the secret passages at a, at like Disney World. Yeah. You can't even wrap your head like the places that we were going behind around and we would pop out and all of a sudden, hey, let's rock right on. What a wonderful time to be alive. This is great. Um so that that blew my mind that that was the case. Um so you do need that person that knows that has the the hidden passageway map. You need that person and then you need the the cocktail person but the only problem there is if your kids are young like mine are like i ended up have, i ended up writing all the stuff so like i don't want <laughs> to do tower sure of terror after, after six <laughs> cocktails I, I don't need that to be I, the case i did that once when i first turned 21 we actually got the stamp at king's island left and went and got like some tall boys and stuff and yeah. had our lunch and like downed them and then we went back in and we rode a roller coaster and we were like whoa <laughs> this yeah. was not a good choice We've chosen poorly on on that side of things. Uh, she's the number one draft pick for NBC. His his two number one draft picks are her and uh, Livy Dunn. Those are his two. He's twelve. What Those has he seen two. with Sydney Sweeney in it? I just think viral stuff. Yeah. I mean, none of it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah none the of like, the stuff she's likely. like actually acting in his first. Yeah, when do you when do you show him Euphoria? Like when does that? <laughs> so I was just going to think like what is? I watched two episodes of that and I said this is too close. I can't. I, this is nuts. I can't do it. Um, I was thinking about that. What would be the one that would scare me most about him getting into that or Game of Thrones? And I think it's Euphoria. It's Euphoria. Because yeah. at least with Game of Thrones, you could say it's it's fantasy, it's fantasy world. There are the dragons. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Euphoria, while it is fantastical, and it, like there's no there's no high school anywhere ever that's anything like the high school in Euphoria. It still tries to play it off as this happens everywhere. This happens everywhere. Good lord! It happens nowhere. I hope not. I mean, that's a lot going on, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I I think I did a season, one episode of it, and it, maybe into a. I was like, uh, it's too close to home. The kids will be there in in no time. I don't need to live in this world or put these thoughts in my head. Um, we have uh, this from the NFL Nation reporters at ESPN. They did a good job with this. So they they projected where the available quarterbacks would land with new teams. And at the center of this is Justin Fields. Um, I, I tend to think some sort of deal will be made by the combine because if if you are a team who wants a quarterback or is in need of a quarterback, go ahead, Reese. Just real quick, there are no more coaching vacancies in the NFL. Adam Schefter, commanders are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. I think that's a pretty uninspiring, right? If you're, if you're new ownership and you're – you think about all of the jobs they have there. They, they bought – one of the most proud brands in the sport at a certain time that has been driven into the ground, drugged through the sewers and the muck like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank and trying to come out the other side. And all their tasks are build a competitive team, build a new stadium and rebrand. That's their jobs. So like is Dan Quinn like, Hey man, have this for a couple of years and then we'll, we'll try to do something better. We're in a better spot. And if you're Dan Quinn, I guess you must be just so so wanting to get back to being a head coach that you took it. It's a tough job. Can you believe how many defensive-minded guys got hired this cycle? So it's uh, it's, Mc- it it's McDonald and McDonald, Quinn, Quinn, the last two. Mayo. Raheem Morris. Pierce. Raheem Morris. Pierce. So it's the, it's the Sala, D'Amico Ryans. I think some of it is there's not enough. There aren't any more of the like McVeigh guys left. Yeah, the only the offensive McVay, guys, Shanahan are, guys, they're all taken. Are Callahan and like technically Harbaugh, but he's not really being hired for like his offensive cutting edge no. acumen. He's <clears throat> no, he's different. leader of men guy, right? He's more in the 
Dan Campbell, Mike Tomlin. Dave Canales and Carolina, but we I think we hit that on the head. That is a, hey, you go through the rebuild, and then we'll find our head coach. If you if someone were to offer you, if you didn't read that, and I were to offer, what, would you have known that he, that he was the head coach of Carolina? I, I don't know if I don't it's think a name I that I pull out of the top of my head right now yet. Yeah, no. No. I don't think I would. Um, let's let's we'll stick with the coaching conversation. So it's done. It's full. Uh, the Seahawks hired Mike McDonald yesterday. That became official. Um, that means that you will have a hiring process in the NFL that does not include the hiring of either Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. Both will sit out this year. Um, well, Vrabel's either obviously take like a lesser like off field role with anybody and just to keep themselves occupied for the year. Do you think some sort of defensive analyst role well, for a Vrabel <laughs> or something? I don't I don't think so. I think Mike will sit it. He's still got some time on his contract. He's got a great house in Nashville. Like he could sit for a year and then get back into the mix next year the way that um McCarthy did with the Packers, you know, kind of sit it out and then jump back into the mix. I think Belichick, like the clock is ticking, and Jerry Jones hinted at a potential uh Bill and Big D sometime down the road, but it can't be too damn far down the road. It's got to be relatively soon. Uh Jones told Yahoo, I know him personally. I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. Um Is it a one-year grace period on that? Is a you better win right now? I would think McCarthy would come into the season knowing that he's got likely the hottest seat in the NFL, and that somebody might get fired before him because somebody might just be really bad and be down there, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to do that. But if they have a first first playoff game exit again, I don't think well, they're going to keep him around anymore. Let me do you one better. What if they get off to a slow start? Do you bring Belichick in right away? I guess you're right. He would be available, and then you could maybe even like play it off as we're going to salvage the season. This is we're bringing we're hiring our new head coach in September. Hmm. If they go one and if they were to somehow start one and three or zero oh and two, and you know Jones can tell Bill, hey, prepare as if something goes wrong. We're going to bring you in here in the middle of it. I I think that's a that would be a Jerry Jones play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he's waiting for Cleveland. <laughs> it might be a long wait. Could be a bit of a long wait. Waiting to get, he's been are, waiting to get back, like all Bills wanted to do since the nineties is get back to Cleveland. He does he does have a great deal of affection for it. I did get um uh an, an incredibly detailed email from Nick. Um this was actually last week, um, about uh about Belichick with Stefanski um and and potentially Belichick coming in. It's it's a really well thought out, Nick. It's great stuff. Um I do think that if if Stefanski would have fallen flat on his face this year and and it didn't go the way that it did, that there would have been I think that would have been something if you were Jimmy Haslam, you would have looked into. Yeah. And I that's think not so. a reflection of the uh, any sort of feeling they may or may not have towards Kevin Stefanski, but like if it didn't go they are a ready made roster. Like they have to go right now. They don't have time uh, you know, to kind of piddle around with any of this. So like if if it would have failed this year, that's the type of roster Belichick would have liked. And he's always adored Cleveland, had great admiration for the history. Remember, he's the guy that when he was with the Patriots and they would play in Cleveland, he would stop the bus in front of the Jim Brown statue and like make everybody get out. The interesting thing with Stefanski in that is that like he righted the ship really well, better than anybody could have expected. Might win coach of the year again yeah. this year. And you know, they make the playoffs, they have their exit there. But that was not anything anybody expected when Deshaun Watson went down. But it still doesn't 
solve the Deshaun Watson conundrum of like, how do we get him to play at the level that we expected when we traded for him and gave him this contract? And so far, there's not been any evidence that Stefanski has figured that out. So it's this weird middle ground where, okay, actually, Stefanski is a good coach, but we are still unsure if he is the right coach for Deshaun Watson. And you're in a spot where you can't really do anything this year because of how successful they were on the back end. And Stefanski deserves credit for that, too. I just don't know if he's ever going to gel with Watson. In all seriousness, I do think that if if it goes poorly this year, I think there are smart enough people in the NFL, at least I hope so, to know that this isn't on Stefanski. There are smart enough people in the NFL to know that. They're not smart enough fans probably to know that. Oh, no, that's for sure, especially Cleveland fans. But, but this, you also can't fire season, Watson. And you can't fire Watson. Right. No, so that, that, this is, and Andrew Barry spoke to The Athletic uh, about the Ken Dorsey hire. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's official on their website or not, but I think <laughs> if your general manager talks about it, you ought to be able to say that it's official. Um, and he, he referenced the things when, when they, when they, when that news broke that they were hiring uh, Ken Dorsey as their offensive coordinator, the things that I mentioned here on the show was, look, this is about Cam Newton. It's about Josh Allen. It's about taking those shotgun principles. Uh, with mobile quarterbacks that that he was a part of in the nurturing in both Carolina and Buffalo and applying that to Stefanski's offense. That's what that hire's about. And Andrew Barry referenced that this morning at the Senior Bowl. Do you, Bo, do you run the website? Cause I do not. It's still up there, Alex Van Pelt. I mean, your general manager is at the oh. Senior Bowl saying they hired Ken Dorsey, and you—I mean, that's just. Do you need to submit a trouble ticket? Nonsense. Did nonsense. somebody just decide like we're only going to write one article for coaching hires this year, so we're just going to wait until it's all done, and then we'll we'll send out our one probably our one release because Stump Mitchell's still there, and it feels like he's persona non grata. Well, he made yeah. We have, no one's heard from Stump since he was let go. He did every interview <laughs> that he could do in two weeks. Anybody that would have him, he would take it. I Who are the leakers? Yeah, but I think once your general manager comments on it, you probably ought to take it off the website at that point. Um, we will have that quarterback conversation coming up next. The landing spot for Fields, does it make sense? Adam Jardy coming up in about 20 minutes. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Buckeyes, Jackets, Crew, and Panama Ted yelling about something being too hot. I don't understand it either. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Our top men are working on everything. Except this show. This is Bishop and Friends. And gear up with the Tipico Sportsbook. Get in on the betting action with the playoff football, the hoops, the hockey, the golf, so much more. Take advantage of those massive odds boosts on your favorite teams and players for the biggest payouts. Try out that new Flex Parlay and cash in on your bets even if you miss a leg or two. Claim the new sign-up bonus now. Get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. So sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100. Get a $100 bonus. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for more on that. Um, all right, so you have we we have the Dan Quinn issue coming in, and and I saw somebody on social say, "Hey, do uh, you think that he knows Belichick's coming in? He realizes there's no future in Dallas. I think he wanted the Seattle job bad, didn't get that one, and that could be something to that that there was no future in Dallas beyond this season. That would be a whoever they hire as defensive coordinator is going to be in a lame duck situation. 
You'd think, yeah. Belichick. But Belichick, what, Belichick what, is what, defensive coordinator. Oh, they hired Belichick as, and just literally put him as coach and <laughs> waiting in there. Because well, look, he, just tell Dak, like, look, you like Mike calling plays so much. Mike's the offensive coordinator now. There you go. Just oh, just make Belichick the head coach. Make him the head coach. Have McCarthy be the offensive coordinator. You're paying the same. What's your beef? How about co-head coaches? Just go with that. <laughs> that won't cause a disaster at all. That won't be a problem. And it, honestly, it might be a decent marriage. Would it work Belichick out Belichick over yeah. the top. Belichick making the, the decisions on clock management, uh, game strategy. McCarthy's actually decent at just calling ball plays. It might actually work. It's a very sense, creative idea. Ego, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can make get, it. get past the ego of it all. Good news is somebody with an even larger ego than them combined is in charge of the Cowboys. So it might just work. When does his, um, when's his Amazon? Is, does, isn't he doing a, like a real life in the times doc with him? Like a Jerry Jones Amazon documentary? I think there's a series with him that's coming where it's going to follow them around. Docu series about Dallas Cowboys owner. It's Netflix. It says, okay. um, it's nearly fifty million dollar bid to beat out Amazon and ESPN. There is no timetable for the project's release. This is an article from twenty twenty three in July. I want to see CBS what's on News. the bus. After that, now nah, I'm all right. I'll tell you what. Show if me the bus. Yeah, you, you might. It's you a can on Netflix. It, it it never is not astonishing as you're cruising around Indianapolis at the Combine on a bird that that bus is parked outside of hotels or steakhouses. Now, so like he, the fact that they drive it up. Yeah, he doesn't take the bus. He flies. Oh God, but no, they, they take the bus up there. He's on Cowboys so he Air. No, but he needs like he, he uses the bus as like the go-between to go from restaurant to restaurant and hotel to restaurant. And that's why. That's the operation. That's why you don't move it. Don't move the combine. You can't do that in Los Angeles or Las Vegas as no. as easily. That's not going to be the same thing for you. That reminds me, like Tiger Woods brings his yacht up whenever they play yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah bring it on area. up. Yeah, I'll stay the, there. Um, I also, I'm also always. I think it's funny the idea of like when at the NFL Combine when they fight for like who's getting the presidential suites. So there's a JW Marriott there, which is iconic. It's new and it's obviously it would have. A decent amount of like presidential suites. And then there's a Conrad hotel there that would probably have some. And there's a Marriott that probably would have some. But like it's 32 owners. Like none of them are sleeping in a deluxe room with two queens. So how do they, how do they decide the hierarchy of who's getting the which hotel? Do it in draft order. Like I'm in this one. Like, oh no, Jerry's always got this one and Bob's always got that one. And you know. I'm sorry, you're new to the game. Like, you're over there. Some of the owners have to be friendly with each other. You don't think Jerry Jones and Art Rooney II have, you know, a nice little room with the connecting doors and they hang out (laughs) at night and go in between each other's rooms? That's the way (laughs) to do it. I don't think so. I don't think so. My my hunch is that's probably not how it goes. Uh, We we started this earlier. NFL Nation reporters pick quarterback landing spots for uh, many of the free agents who will be out there. Uh, Justin Fields is the the projected here from the NFL Nation people. And remember, these are the people who are embedded with NFL teams for ESPN. So this is what Jake Trotter does, is this. Um, And they have Justin Fields to the the Raiders. Uh, The proposed offer would be the Raiders giving up a second and a seventh in the 2024 draft for Fields. This is the last place I want him. The uniform would be beautiful. There's no question. It fits everything that the Raiders would do. It makes all the sense in the world from a Raiders standpoint. He looked damn cool in the uniform, but there is not, that is not a structure that I want him in. That is not a talent that I want him surrounded by. Um, to me, that feels like 
his career would be fast-tracked going south in a hurry. And it has nothing to do with Antonio Pierce. It's more the roster that they have around it and and what that would look like. I This would be my last choice. I also just don't have a ton of confidence in the ownership and what no. Davis has, has built there. I mean, think about, like, players who have gone there, and it's like, oh, that could be exciting, and it just did not pan out at all. I'm thinking, like, Carson Palmer went there, and then that's, you know, almost 20 years ago at this point. But remember, Randy Moss had a season there and then proved that, no, he's still the best when he went to New England mm-hmm. the next year and didn't really do much. So yeah, it does feel like, oh, you went to the worst place to cultivate stars to maybe the second worst? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, brutal. They project extensions for Cousins and Baker, Bakers will be really complicated for the Bucks. I don't know how you set a number on him on how you no, properly But it makes sense. Him. I think he played well enough that you would say, okay, let's run it back one more time. It's not like we have a good pick this year either. Yeah, the uh, the Cousins extension in Minnesota is fascinating to me because like, they're not quite – the problem is they have two stud receivers. So in order to keep Addison and Jefferson happy, you have to have good quarterback play. He really likes it there. Like he's the type of guy that everybody had him going to Atlanta if Belichick would have landed there. Um, so is it according to the, like the thought is Atlanta's just going to hang tight? Yeah, they don't do anything guys? with the They're quarterback. I mean, did they include them at all in the? Well, they do have a free picks? agent, so they have they Russell Russ. Wilson being cut, and then they have him signing as a free agent with Atlanta. Did you see so the there it is. deal they proposed for him though? There, a three-year, thirty-six million dollar, twenty million guaranteed deal. I'm like, so the NFL's just giving up on Russell Wilson? Because that is super. That's $12 million a year on yeah, average. I think the NFL, well, but he's also going to get all the money that was guaranteed from Denver. I guess that's how it works then. Yeah. I, well, no, no. It was so complicated, but you're no, right. No, no. I don't, it wouldn't carry over. I'm guessing that they would just, I'm guessing if you're Russell Wilson, you just say, look, I don't need $75 yeah. million because I got it. So let's just find something that works. Him in Atlanta would make a lot of sense. With with the roster and the talent, and Wouldn't yeah, it does agent, feel like they're ready to just punt on him. Would free agent quarterbacks be upset about the idea that Russell Wilson would take a three year thirty six? Like if that was the deal that came out. The only problem chops is is so rarely do they reach market. Yeah, any quarterback of note, their cap, their tag, they're extended. It's just you know it it seems like that's the way that these things typically go. They do have uh, Minshew going to the from the Colts to the Broncos and then Jacoby Brissett going from the Commies to the Patriots as like a go between with them drafting Jaden Daniels um with that one Caleb going one of course and Drake May going two the other quarterbacks that they have uh, being drafted in this 39 Michael Penix to the Giants um the Vikings taking JJ McCarthy at 42 um that would be perfect for JJ behind Cousins yeah, for that'd two be a years good guy to learn how to be a be pro under, yeah. yeah. Bo Nix to the Falcons and then uh, Michael Pratt uh, out of Tulane to the Broncos. Remember, he was rumored here as potentially being a guy that Ohio State would go after in the portal, but he stayed in the process. Uh, they also have Jordan Travis going to the Steelers um, as well as part of this. Go ahead. With those draft ones you just listed, to me it looks like, especially when you look at the things they've laid out for the other quarterbacks and where they could land, Caleb Williams is only like slam dunk, like he's going to start day one. For who drafts him this year? I think it's going to be a slow play for a lot of these quarterbacks well, how going into the these organizations. That, how about the fact that Drake May would be drafted to succeed Sam Howell, who he succeeded at North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, well, they they're familiar with each other. Hopefully, yeah. they like each other. Yeah, I hope so. That that would be a pretty wild thing to say the least. Uh, Adam Jardy on the Buckeye basketball side of things coming up next. Um, you're listening to Bishop and Friends right here on the Fan. The Big Nine was a sad, incomplete place. Enter Ohio State. The rest is history. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The Fan. Uh- 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Producers, co-hosts, friends, some of those things are true. You're listening to Big Up and Friends. Well, let's head out of the Brian Heaton Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Conversation with a great friend of the program. Great dude, Adam Jardy. Covers the Bucks on the hardwood for the dispatch. I remember talking to you heading into the Penn State game. And yeah, that's a long, long time ago. And saying, uh, boy, uh, we maybe got something here. Um, got, got some guard play, got some lead guard play. Uh, and it's, it's all evaporated. And there's a million probably reasons why it's gotten to this point. But here we are as we get through a January. Last year, there were no wins. This year, there was just one. How did this happen? Ooh, how much time do we have? 15 um, minutes. Um, I think it started honestly with that Penn State game because I think to that point, you know, it had been a whole lot of we are not last year and this team is different and scar tissue and all these lessons they've learned. And then that game, it just, it felt like last year and it, and it brought back every single demon and every single fear that you had about this team, which was that it couldn't win on the road. It couldn't close a game. It couldn't hold a lead. It couldn't make a big shot. You know, all the things that submarine last year's season reasserted themselves in that game. And I feel like from that point, it's changed the tenor of the season. It's changed the narrative of the season. And this is a team that now finds itself seemingly without any bit of confidence and an inability to come up with a big play, to make a big stop, to do the little things. You know, I've, I've heard so many times in the last two years a player say post game, it's just little things that we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, and it's to the point where I feel like I would feel more confident as an Ohio State fan to hear them say, yeah, it's a big problem where we just we can't get a stop and we're going to get better at it. Like, to hear that it's all these little things makes me feel like they're not fixable or they don't know which ones they need to fix because it just, it just continues to compile on itself. Well, next time they say that, you can use a line I use on uh, all my little basketball teams that I coach with the boys, and that is the little things become big things. And, okay. and that's, that is, that is, that's what's happened here. I do think there, it are, it is little things, but now it's, it's, it's turned into a very big thing. Um, and the, the thing that's troubling is like all of these games feel the same. It's like competitive. You know, for 12 minutes and then the five minutes before half, it just unravels. It's a turnover, a big three. Now all of a sudden, instead of being down two or three at half, you're down seven or 10. And then in the second half, it's like three straight games where just, it's just not there. Um, and I don't, I think the question I, I'm curious to ask you is like, did the, this has always been a very tight leash on the rotation for, for Chris. Did they make mistakes in the early going with some of those freshmen to not have them more ready to contribute? Um, it's tough because Taysen Chapman was hurt. Um, and Scotty Middleton was playing and I thought his minutes early on were, were appropriate. I thought that Devin could play more early, but then, you know, he did make a lot of like those freshman type mistakes. You know, I think he probably leads the team and fouls 94 feet from the basket that result in a free throw at the other end. Like yeah. you can't do that stuff and, and get a long leash in college. Um, and so I get all that, um, so maybe, yeah, maybe they could have force-fed Devin a couple more minutes early in the season. Um, maybe find a way to, you know, acclimate Taysen Chapman 
because um, he's not playing at all at this point. No. You know, maybe find a way to get him a couple of minutes somewhere to build some kind of confidence. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder about that. It's, I, I do wonder about the, the, the Chapman preseason injury and the overall impact on this team because he didn't have a preseason. I mean, he was out mm-hmm. for six, seven weeks, and then he had another setback. And so um, yeah, it's, it's tough to say with that guy, like what he could give them if he had had a full – a full go in the preseason, but you know, I, I think you're at a point where what does it hurt you to yeah. play Devin Royal? You know, twelve minutes instead of six minutes. You know, what what you, you need to find something. Yeah, and I I think if if that is the case and it and it was appropriate minutes, then they they either missed on portal or they missed in recruiting because what what I notice is I mean there just isn't. And, and maybe, I mean, some of I mean, the shooting's brutal. They can't hit, they can't shoot to save their lives outside of battle. And, and they're just, there isn't anybody dynamic enough to, that's like a pull them out of it. I mean, Bruce tries, but he's, yeah. he's, it's been a bad month and you can't have bad months in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like, I think Roddy can be that kind of player and, and occasionally he is. Like, I thought he played pretty well the other night. It, it wasn't good enough. Um, and I, I think he can be that, that kind of guy for you, but, yeah, I mean, you look in the portal, like Dale Bonner has been a, a swing and a miss. And I, I was thinking, watching Illinois the other night and watching Marcus Damask put up 23 points, and he has had a fantastic season for the Illini. And that's a dude that played four years at Southern Illinois, transferred mm-hmm. up, and is, and is having an unbelievable he, – he's the prototypical transfer you want to get in the portal in the Big Ten. A guy who played in your state, transferred up, and then took advantage of that and took that next step. And then I thought about Tanner Holden. Mm-hmm. And you know what you know the promise that was there and what that could have been and it just wasn't. And you know Ohio State, you know Jamison Battle, I think has he's hit and that's a guy yes. like he's giving you what you want. But you know where where is the Marcus Damask on this team and where has that been in the portal? Because they they've just they've brought in guys to just kind of be guys and they haven't even really been guys. They've been they've been non factors. And so certainly that is one of the criticisms that I think are absolutely fair right now when you look at how this roster got to where it is that they just haven't brought in dudes in the portal that have been impactful enough yeah and it's it's interesting because obviously that the last two years have been very tough but this program hasn't been to a sweet 16 in 10 years um there's only one season in the last decade where the losses are less than 10 um so this has been a long trend and and i you know you see the Illini game and i saw you you see the crowd you were there um this is there's a lot to dig out of here yeah, and, and a lot of that, because I've gotten questions from people, every, everything from, yeah, the atmosphere stinks to, you know, the scoreboard didn't even have stats on it during the game, and you had panels that were flashing weird. Like, there, there's just a, a general, uh, you know, just lack of, of whatever right now when you try to go to a game. And, and I feel like that's the stuff that only really turns around if you win. And until it wins, yeah. it just gets worse. And... You know, I, I, I was trying to picture, like, that crowd the other night, and I don't want to criticize the fans that are paying money to go sit in that building, and, and you know, they're there. Like, give them credit. They're trying. Um, but, like, I go to Nebraska. That place is packed and loud, and it's a real home court advantage. And I go to Northwestern, same deal. You know, Carver Hawkeye tomorrow night is going to be, you know, loud and bonkers. And Ohio State plays in those environments on the road and then never plays in those environments at home unless it's like Duke or unless yes. they reel off a winning streak. And so, you know, the arena does put them at a disadvantage and it's not an excuse. Like you still got to go out and win games, but it definitely isn't like the boost that they get at home does not 
uh, coincide with the boost that other teams get when they go there. And that is, that's a factor too. People, people think that's a recent thing. I, I remember being, and you've been on the beat a long time. I remember being at Evan Turner's senior day. He was national player of the year. They were playing Illinois, Adam. There were thousands of empty seats in the, yeah. in the ends. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's always been too big. It's always had yeah. no feel to it. What all it's never had environment. And then they sunk yeah. all that money into it with the basketball facilities, trying to put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would be curious. I don't know if the arena, like if they've paid it off, like how long Ohio State's still paying on that building. I don't know any of those, of those details, but I mean, my God, if they knock that thing down and build something else, I think that would, that would go a long way. Um, but that doesn't, that also doesn't change the fact that, you know, that was Ohio State's, these two defensive performances in their last two games are two of the uh, nine worst in Ken Palm history going back to 99. Um, like, all those things are true, but they, they got to play better basketball. And that yes. does at least cover up, you know, the fact that you have an arena that doesn't help you and a scoreboard that isn't working right and all those little things. If you win, people aren't going to really be talking about that stuff. No, they're sure not. And I think that's what's happened the last three games is like they've struggled offensively for so long now and shooting the three for so long now that now it's bled into the defense. And you just, yeah. so I, you talk to Gene on Monday and, and as, as you would and, and, you know, he, he's got a lot of long season left. What, what does this look like here over the next month? I mean, I look at the schedule. I don't know where wins are coming. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's tough. And I, I mean, I, it comes down to like where you think this program can realistically get with these 10 games because it does feel like there's only like two games left in the season. Like the, the mood right now is very much like the year is over. And instead they're at the halfway point of the Big Ten. It's, you know, it, it kind of breaks my brain a little bit. Um, and yeah, the, the schedule. You know, they they got to host Purdue and go to Wisconsin. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's and and the, and the the reality of it is that if you want to build any sort of NCAA tournament resume, like we talked about, all they got to get to twenty wins, and if they get to twenty wins, you know, whatever. But like, if this team goes seven and three the rest of the way, but doesn't beat Wisconsin or Purdue, it's only going to add like one quad one win, and they only have right now. So it's yeah. like it's not even a case of just like they need to win. It's like they got to beat some teams that like they're going to be significant underdogs against if they want to build any sort of you know at large resume. And so there's just a lot of pressure right now. I feel like pretty much every way you look at it. And again, I keep coming back to you, the only way you fix that you got to go win a game, go yeah. beat somebody. And you know you, you go to Iowa, which is a place to play, and they haven't won on the road in 14 straight games and all of those things. But like Iowa doesn't play a lick of defense. Could you go there and make some shots, and then you come home and, you know, when you talk about Big Ten teams, you think you have a 50-50 shot of beating. You get Indiana and Maryland at home next week. Yeah. Take advantage of some opportunities. Get some momentum going. Maybe get a Devin Royal going. Maybe get, you know, a couple threes to go in and, you know, then take your chances against Purdue and Wisconsin. But you, you just you got to win. And they're, yeah. until they do that, I, I feel like it's just kind of, you know, talking in circles about what's wrong with this team. They just, they just don't win. That's it. Full stop. They just don't win. It's where it is right now. Appreciate you as always, buddy. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bo. Great to talk to you. All right, that's great, Adam Jardy. covers the Buckeyes uh, for the dispatch on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Do we have two sets of tickets? Is that what we got here, Reese? Two sets of tickets uh, that we're going to give away. Let's go uh, fifth and sixth callers at 821-9710. Uh, we're going to give away a total of four, but two different sets of two tickets to see Hart and Cheap Trick at the shot on Wednesday, May 15th. T- tickets do go on sale uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Fifth and sixth caller at 821-9710. Three things on a Thursday. Thursday up next, Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. 
Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year, given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The uncle you never knew you had. The friends you kind of wish you didn't. This is Bishop and Friends. Hi, fellas. What do we have in the poll, Reese? Daily Fan Poll sponsored by ER Auto Care, masters of our craft. Today's Daily Fan Poll asks, besides the Super Bowl, what sport are you most interested in watching in February? College basketball, NBA, NHL, or other are the choices. I'll probably watch the most college basketball, but I'm hard-pressed, you know, after the conversation that Bo and Adam Jardy just had that I'll be excited to watch it, but I will watch it. What are the choices? College basketball, the NBA, NHL, or other? Youth basketball, actually, for Bo is the other. It's going to be a lot of it. I I was looking at the schedule. We've got uh, NBC has five practices left with me as his coach because I don't coach him in lacrosse anymore. Football was over after this year, and hoops is over after this year. And, I mean, I've been telling stories about his youth sports since he was first grade. Life comes at you fast, kids. Make him run a bunch of laps the last practice. Would he call it the end of an era or the end of an era? <laughs> it depends on depends if you talk to him before or after a practice, how I think he would probably view that. Um, all right, time for three things. Hit it. One, two, one, two, three things. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. Uh, all right, number one for me. We didn't have time. We didn't get to this today, um, but it was something we talked about a lot last summer with the PIF, the Saudi Royal Trust buying uh, Live, and then well, they already own Live, but then also trying to buy the PGA Tour. Uh, the PGA Tour they did it themselves three billion. A uh, bunch of owners, uh, sports owners, including uh, the one in Washington. So the PGA Tour, the Live merger that we spent so much time talking about, is not going to happen. It was an interesting week. I, I heard Spieth uh, talk about it. I heard Rory talk about it, saying like those guys shouldn't be punished if they want to play on the tour. Like they just basically want more talent on the tour. Weird spot in the sport, certainly, but it looks like for the time being, we're still going to have two separate tours. The more I read about it and the more I hear about Tim Lester as Iowa's new offensive coordinator, I just know it's going to be a fruitless endeavor. Kirk Ferentz calls him the perfect fit for Iowa. And actually, I would argue, Kirk, that what you needed was somebody who made you uncomfortable. Because what you've been running offensively for the past 20 years is no longer going to get the job done. It became apparent as you basically left your son out there to, you know, hanging out to dry by running what you wanted to run on offense. Now, you need to bring in somebody. It didn't have to completely change overnight, but just somebody who could bring in a few more concepts. Lester is just going to be another piece to run the Ferentz offense, and it's going to be a disaster. They'll still be good at defense. Offense isn't changing. So with new ownership in sport, you oftentimes get groups. Uh, The Orioles, it was announced they were being put up for sale earlier this week. $1.725 billion. Uh, It includes some venture capitalists. Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. Grant Hill. And former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Okay. So, I think if you're an O's fan, this is all a win. This is wonderful. 
and the fact that they got it from the family at the bargain basement of 1.7 billion. It's hard to wrap. I mean, that's nothing compared to what pro sports teams go for. Um, number number two for me. You guys aren't in this spot yet. Maybe you never will be. But as a the 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 father of a family of five, you cannot book a five person hotel room in America. They won't let you. Uh, especially if it's any place that needs like wristbands to participate in slides. So, if you go book, you know, or any sort of water activities, anything like that, you go to the beach. I'm talking about spring break. If you put in five, and you have to because you have to have a wristband for everybody who checks in. If you put in five, they will say either no room available, or you have to buy a suite, or you have to buy two rooms. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. The idea that like three kids and me and my wife can't fit in like a two queen room is insanity. Yeah, and, and they will not let you. So the, like correct, the kids are little. The correct move there is to lie. Well, you can't though because they give wristbands for the amount of people oh, you claim so in the you room. You can't get the wristbands. So okay. Then you can't use the slides. You can't go to the pool. It's it's, it's insane. Uh, it's also. Have you ever tried to buy an uh, an odd number of tickets to an event? Oh, it's all, it's all like the time. Third with party. Five. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's impossible to find. Yeah. Second one for me. So we had a listener. I've talked about, oh, how whirlwind it has been for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And he tweeted in. He's like, it's a Hallmark movie. And I was, I was thinking about it. And I was like, actually, Hallmark people show a little bit more restraint. Because usually it's at least a normal person. So the audience can see themselves in that role. And then they meet a prince. Or they meet somebody from a much higher level of society. It's not two famous people who meet each other. So no, it's not even a Hallmark movie. I still stand by the this whole thing that's happened is something that if people wrote it down and proposed it as a screenplay, would be like, no, that's too unrealistic. But uh, catching a tune coming to Hallmark sometime soon, possibly the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Second one for me, finally, a parallel to athletics in my life as I was a terrible athlete uh, growing up in high school, still am. But a uh, friend of the program, James Laurinaitis, tweeted, your film is your resume. That's right. And similarly, kind of what we do, we don't really have resumes. This is our resume. Like We're not going to tell you where we've been or the things we've done in the past. Everything that's important for us is what we've said into these microphones. So right. a parallel. <laughs> Makes it a lot harder to lie in your resume, yes. too. It does, yeah. Number three for me, um, I don't know how I stumbled into it. Um, I've never watched any of this series previous to this this incarnation of it but i think it was because john i saw john ham in like the thing fargo season five so this is all in the can there's 10 episodes i think it came out in the last month or so so i watched the first two episodes of it it's great it's like all the fargo movie stuff that that he enjoyed and i I guess there's other series seasons of it that i've missed that were also great but this goes back to our teaser conversation so like i watched the first two episodes and then i watched the trailer and having if i would have watched the trailer first the first two episodes would have been largely ruined Ruined, like everything that was shocking to me in watching it in real time would have been ruined by the trailer. Last one for me, another series that to jump into. I had seen some of these, but I'm doing a Fast and Furious watch through because I can. I uh, I finished Too Fast, Too Furious yesterday. I'd actually started on the weekend, and then JLo really likes uh, Tokyo Drift, which is the third one. Not canonically, it actually gets moved around. It's very confusing. But we watched, we just ran it back and watched Tokyo Drift last night, which I think actually might be the best of the first three. It's definitely better than Too Fast, Too Furious. That one's not very good. Um, and then I was looking at it, and like I got. Like three of the ten wrong on what they're called because that whole series is just named randomly throughout. I've never seen one second of any of them. 
Yeah. Well, if you get some time. The first one's kind of fun, and I really like Tokyo Drift. Too Fast, Too Furious is a ton of fun. I don't like Too Fast. I didn't like it. It's just stupid. I couldn't follow it. I was like, what is going on? So NHL's All-Star Weekend uh, starts actually tonight in Toronto. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They're not going to do anything on Sunday. Boone Jenner's not participating in any of the skills competitions. Um, But he is eligible to be drafted by one of four team captains tonight at 6. They're going to draft him instead of have him represent the divisions. You've got Team Austin Matthews, in which Justin Bieber is a celebrity captain of. And I Boy, can't suck, think of a reason why the NHL Canada. would make this thing even more complicated than it than it needs it's to just, be for an all-star thing. Nobody knows what to do with them. It all sucks. Rotham and Ice up next. We're back tomorrow. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Love crew soccer? Us too. Let's get married and catch every game together. Proud to be your local home for the black and gold. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There have only been six multiple Super Bowl MVP winners. Can you guess the six? Tom Brady, of course, has five. Joe Montana won three. Bart Starr was the MVP of Super Bowl one and two. Terry Bradshaw has two. Eli Manning has two. And Patrick Mahomes is the sixth. He has two, and he's the betting favorite to win a third this year. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. No more head coaching vacancies in the NFL. That's because the Washington Commanders are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Quinn was previously a head coach in Atlanta. The 8th-ranked Lady Bucks are back at home tonight, taking on Wisconsin at 6. OSU is on a 7-game win streak, and a win tonight would get them into a 3-way tie atop the Big Ten standings with Iowa and Indiana. Neil Sika has the call over on 1460 ESPN, beginning at 545 with the pregame. Boone Jenner is heading back home this weekend to Toronto to play in his first ever All-Star game. The CBJ off until February 10th. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies tonight at 8. The Cavs have won three straight. This one's sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, give Mark Levy a call at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. Or you can visit him online at sleepbettercolumbus.com. Breaking sports news as it happens on the fan, Ohio sports destination. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.